Today's episode of the Black Flag Podcast is brought to you by NastraVision. That's N-H-S-T-R-A-Vision.com. Catch all the local racing from Monadnock, Lee, Claremont, and Hudson. That's NastraVision.com. Get $10 off NastraVision All Access with promo code BFP. Do you like playing with toy cars and telling your significant other that they're collectibles? Do you enjoy badass memorabilia of grown-ass men who are more successful than you? Well, today's episode is also brought to you by Circle B Diecast for all of your diecast needs and merchandise. And be sure to use promo code BFP123 for $5 off purchases over $30. Do you enjoy our dumb show? Want to support us even more? Become a friend of the program today for just $4.69. Nice. Nice. You can become a Patreon pal, patreon.com slash black flag podcast. Some perks to being a pal include access to a monthly bonus episode, ask us any question for our weekly Patreon question segment, discounts on all of our merchandise, access to exclusive giveaways, or just giving us a friendly tip to help us afford our endeavors that we tell about you every week. Once again, that's just $4.69 a month, patreon.com slash black flag podcast. Brad Keselowski is going to be shown the black flag. It's the Black Flag Podcast. Every fucking week. Fuck, I hate my fucking job. Race analysis. Yeah, we're only girls pool here, so. Maggie forgets it. If they changed the rules and took the champions provisional away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years. So, uh, occasional alcohol consumption. Jimmy Johnson is on pit road because I think he's the leader. And calling people on their shit. It refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. This week's Black Flag Podcast is now in session. Hey, we actually out we beat him so it's all good all right boys and girls welcome to episode two maybe 32 we haven't we didn't really figure that out yet uh of the black flag podcast as always i am charlie sanborn uh directly across from me is bradley sauce here to his right and to my left and our uh latest version of the circle jerk that is the show uh is bobby timmons uh it's the first time i've seen you boys in a week um kind of laid low this weekend so so what did i miss Literally saw you Friday. Well, other than that, I guess. But yeah, I didn't see Brad. Yeah, I didn't go uh, go karting. Unfortunately, yeah. how was uh, <clears throat> how how are the how are the NASCARs? Wasn't bad. I feel like it was. <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> Jesus. Are we all dying? <laughs> I don't know. Carburetors all fucking jammed up here. Cleared out. Come to the green here. <laughs> abba, abba. Uh, low turnout. Uh, you get that on an unexpected added race that really. Is for a, a different point here. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, it uh, it, was, it wasn't really official to like what yeah, Wednesday. Or, yeah, I don't know what it so, was, but yeah. uh, it it uh, all it, things considered, it wasn't bad. It went fine. Um, no angry parents, so that's cool. We were out of there or done at a decent hour, so my two goals were completed. Yeah, we had uh, Andy Austin fill in for you. Uh, he had pretty big shoes to fill in there for you. So uh, <laughs> right, he, <yeah>. tr- <laughs> he tried to uh, do his best, but uh, you know it just he, wasn't the same. He's know? no Brad, but he did all right. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it was pretty cool having Andy there. He uh, he's good for like one favor a year or so, um, and I, I cashed it in for sure. So uh, no, it was pretty. It was cool. We uh, would have been cooler of- if you'd have got us like. Country tickets or something, well, but I guess that's do. all right. <laughs> uh, we, it was a lot of bantering back and forth, and like Bobby said, nobody really seemed too pissed off and relatively smooth. And the the hardest part with whatever what was a twin twenty fives, right? Yeah. So the hardest part with the announcing portion of it is you don't know who won at the like you know who won. I guess that stage or that right. half, but it's like a milk bowl style where it's like yeah. an average of the two. So. You could finish second in both, but you won the twin twenty five. Mm. If that makes sense, so like there was a lot of just like, and that guy took the checkered. Well, and, let you know who won, and then at like some every point in time, everybody that won a segment, I would have given a victory lap, but like nobody in the first set of races even bothered to stop. Right, 
so then the, I'm like, well, I didn't do it in the first race, so I'm not going to do it in the second race. And a couple of people in the second race did stop, and I'm just like, back to the pits. Yeah. No victory lap for you. <laughs> it, it was, I don't know, it was basically like a 50-lap race that you, I don't know, it, it was just an average, what a, what I guess. A competition was, caution. Yeah. Like invert was, the field. And you get a halftime, you go back to the locker room. Yeah, it was, I don't know, it's a, it's a unique idea for sure, and it, it incentivizes it. It incentivizes it for people who maybe were planning to take the week off and do something else, but they're running for something different. But it's not the weekly points race, but like it's, uh, I don't know, it's an excuse to race, I guess, which I think, we all like. I think but. we've said it before. The biggest thing that Bill wants, he just wants events, wants go kart races. He doesn't care how we do it. He just, he has a set number that he wants. And when, when we've rained out over half of them so far this year, I was going to say, I kind of got to do something. Mother Nature hasn't been a huge fan of uh, really racing in general, yeah. I feel. Uh, all the way from go-karts at Bartlett to NASCAR even. But, uh, yeah, uh, when you have eight events scheduled and you've only done four of them, um, kind of puts a, a a damper on the old bank account, I assume. So, uh, yeah, like you said, just trying to get events in and uh, have something happen, uh, whether it's the original plan or not. Well, you said it's been over a week uh, since we've all seen each other. And, and I do want to go back to last week's show, um, Goob. Kind of gave an apology. Uh, a little hard on him last Gabe week. Brown, right? Now, I, I made it very clear that I was watching the White Mountain 250 on a phone at a bar. So my opinion of the events that go on really holds no merit to begin with. Uh, I can really tell you that I don't pay attention to the rate, what's going on under yellow um, <laughs> when I'm watching a race on a cell phone at a bar. And uh, after watching some other video and talking to people that were there, uh, Derek tried to run him down pit road multiple times on restarts, and I just want him out too. Ah. So, sorry, Gabe. He didn't deserve all of the criticism and we like derek week. too yeah uh so is that bfp on bfp violence uh, to that the be, greatest yeah. extent no, yeah we, we just can't have that that's it's unacceptable really no um, no but yeah not so, not condonable behavior so where were you friday bradley um yeah so i mentioned last week i uh was gonna miss go-karts unfortunately He's like starting uh, pitcher for the savannah bananas yeah sick yeah so Do we get tickets um no <laughs> no, I don't even get tickets. Um, <laughs> I have to pay for one actually to get in. Uh, it's like NASCAR, pitch, you yeah. pay for your, your starting spot. Yeah. No, I mentioned in last week's show I wasn't going to be able to make go-karts, which uh, is a real bad decision for the old bank account, especially when Friday turns out to be a nice day. But uh, um, no, for like months and months, every year my dad's uh, company does like a, a Sea Dogs game and he has to buy tickets ahead of time. But like he gets reimbursed for the tickets if you show up, which... I guess it didn't make any sense for me at first, but then sitting down and once we you get the whole catered food or whatever, he was just like, yeah, it's just so that, you know, we get a set amount of tickets and you have to pay for them. And then you get reimbursed if you show up because like if I just get four tickets and then I'm the only one that shows up, then I took three tickets from someone that else was going to come. And I was like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. So uh, he had bought tickets and, you know, for weeks and weeks and months, I guess he was like, yeah, you're going to, you're going to be there. I was like, yep. It's on the, on the calendar. Like I can actually make it. There's no, no Bartlett. Uh, yeah, I can make it. No Bartlett. And then, you know, Monday they're like, oh, we're going to do Bartlett. And I'm like, fuck, I can't. So, um, <laughs> you know, it, it sucked. I obviously wanted to be at Bartlett, but, uh, you know, my dad and I don't do too much. He works like three jobs. I work two at least. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it was, it was something that was always circling the calendar. And, and I know Amanda was going to go and my uncle Rob was going to go. And I see him upwards of once a year, twice a year. So I was like, yeah, I, I can't really can't really uh, change my plans, unfortunately. So, yeah, we went to the uh, the old ocean puppies tilt and uh, wasn't. It wasn't exactly what I thought it was. It wasn't you're sitting under the pavilion or anything. Uh, for the people that don't know, they have a pavilion that's uh, over on turn 
fucking two, I guess one. Well, one, I, one. yeah, one technically. Yeah, one. I was gonna, I was gonna go three, but then I was backtracking. Yeah, I was what like, is no, this? not necessarily this first base turn one, and home plate would be turn four. Yeah, I guess so. So it would be on turn one side. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they, they, they well, have. What like, would be the start finish line though? If that's turn four. Turn four. <laughs> <laughs> so the can you imagine the lines just in what the middle of the corner? Part of the racetrack is the part where you touch a boob. Excuse me. Isn't that second base? Oh, <laughs> get it? Uh, it's making it funny. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, <laughs> uh, can you imagine how electric some racetracks would be though if the start finish line was just in the middle of the corner? I thought you were gonna say if it was a boob. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Uh, I know the Milk Bowl, they used to, when they would do time trials for the Milk Bowl, they would move the scoring uh, system to turn one. So if you wanted the pole, you had to drive into one wide open on your second lap. <laughs> <laughs> the start-finish line for the Milk Bowl is actually an udder, not yeah. a boob. Uh, we're gonna, Yikes. We're going to change the whole format of that, yeah. Imagine. Um, yeah, but no, so it wasn't the actual like pavilion because I realized that they, they started selling tickets over there, so they can't really just rent it out or it's not really cost-effective for them to do that or whatever. So they put a whole tent out behind like where the, the fast pitch thing is, basically behind the stadium alongside the road. Um, they had the best uh, barbecue chicken squirrel that I've ever had. Um, tasted a lot like rubber. Uh, might as well have been the wings that I got last Wednesday night at the uh, the old Stockhouse wing night. But uh, no, it was it was uh, for free. I mean, you, you can't really you can't be free. Sea Dogs went out there, went down six nothing, like almost immediately, and then had like a literally a twelve right. run fucking fourth or fifth inning, and but did absolutely that, mollywopped them. Did dude, dude, buddy with the fifty seven ERA start the game the other night. No, or? he actually was the closer, and uh, it was funny. My did my get uncle his ERA guess, down a little bit. Yeah, my <laughs> uncle hadn't been to a game all year, and uh, he's like trying to pronounce the guy's name. The guy's name is Ryan Zephyrhan, but like if you say that too many times, the, the furniture is going to start floating. <laughs> so like you kind of got to just sound it out and hope that you're saying it right, I guess. And uh, I was like, yeah, no. Oh, this this guy's actually pretty good now. He had like a four ERA. I was like, you would have you'd never realize that when I first came here at the beginning of the year, he had a like ninety one at one point. Like it was <laughs> yeah, he went from twenty four to fifty seven. Yeah. after six batters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he almost got demoted to his high school JV. Not team. going to Boston anytime soon. Is what it sounds like. <clears throat> no, he might be now though. He's doing halfway decent. But mm-hmm. uh, no, it was a pretty uh, laid back night. Obviously, got home just in time to watch the truck race, which was an absolute fucking snoozer. Time Majeski just absolutely dominated it which was a real bummer because irp is a badass track and last year was the biggest wreck fest but it provided good racing um it was just that you know time majeski obviously had the dominant truck and they didn't wreck much shit so there wasn't many restarts wasn't really any strategy that played into it it was just time majeski went out there and just molly whopped them wasn't even close so um watch that woke up saturday played in a charity golf tournament with uh, some co-workers that was fun uh it was a, it was a beautiful day obviously on saturday Get angry at any any women that were taking too long no that was more of a sunday thing and and i wasn't even really the one that was that was super angry um but uh, we'll get into that. The uh, Patreon questions. Uh, uh, there's one of those in there. A little comment from someone that I may have played with yesterday. But uh, no, I went to uh, Springfield, Massachusetts for Bill Burr. Um, one of my bucket list items on Saturday. Um, not to go to Springfield, but to go see Bill Burr for sure. That was uh, that was fun. We went down a little early. A couple hours early at least. Went out to, uh, I don't know, some fucking bougie restaurant. We Just to... I can't really paint a good picture of it, but uh, let's just say that we were probably not only the most underdressed people there, um, and also our pizza was just called duck, and it literally had duck and, like, goat cheese and, like, just... 
I don't know. It came with like a bottle of wine. I, I it, we didn't get it, but it was it was very expensive and it was very bizarre. And the food on the menu was not just your classic chicken tenders and fries. Probably like, wasn't uh, bad though, right? No, it was fucking delicious. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> say, yeah. that sounds pretty not yeah. bad to the point where like I've that's never... just like greasy sweet chicken. Yeah, I was you ever say, been to never... that place in Portland called Duck Fat? No, everything they cook is duck or cooked in duck fat mm. really good yeah mm. I, I've, I've always heard about it and i've heard nothing but good things i went there uh, never um, tried it the, the the bartenders all were wearing carhartt overalls that uh makes sense they weren't working in those things <laughs> they were oh <laughs> there was no uh grease or dirt or uh, anything on those they were uh they were very fresh and looked like they were right off the shelf uh, mm. tough that makes sense yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. Mm. Their art degree is not working out too well. They're at the <laughs> duck fat serving yeah, food. Yeah. <laughs> My ex-girlfriend would always bring me to those spots, which was always like cool. I liked going to those. I just so did not fit in. Like my, I think she was super annoyed with me the whole time we were there because I was wearing a Hoosier sweatshirt. And I was like, nobody in this building even knows what a Hoosier tire is. Mm. She's like, will you what, stop saying that? Which is probably correct. <laughs> yeah. If we're being honest. <laughs> Uh, probably not full of a bunch of people we would hang out with is what no, you meant. No, yeah. no, which is fine, but phenomenal food. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, yeah. obviously, uh, Bill Burr top one comedian in my book. Um, I think his the, the funny. Well, so first off he, he, when you get there, you have to put your phones in like a locked pouch, which is cool. Like I know a lot of comedians do that. Um, definitely adds to the experience. I think that it allows him to kind of let it fly because he's the only one that has the video of uh, what he's saying. A uh, couple two tree words that I haven't heard in public since like 2012 uh, came out of his mouth. Of, nope. Like, like what? Nope. Well, don't spoil him. We'll use him in a Mad Lib later. In the <laughs> show. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, no, the, probably I think uh, Amanda and I, after we got done, like I was, I wanted to like write down notes so bad, like just on one, one of his jokes. I was like, I want to write this down because it was so funny, but he's just, he like prefaced it by, by just saying like, yeah, you know, what a, what a crazy summer for news, huh? He's like, how about that submersible? Good for them guys. <laughs> and it, <laughs> He's just like, and, and oh, everyone just sat in front of the TV and ate it up. They're like, they have 37 more hours of oxygen left. And everyone's like, oh, we got to find them. Like they're fucking sitting on the ocean floor, like knocking, like waiting to see if anyone's coming down to like find them or whatever. And he's just like, I'm just sitting at home fucking eating it all up. Like these people are never going to be found. They're dead. He's like, it took him a hundred years to find the Titanic. That's as big as his fucking building. They went down there in a canoe. <laughs> oh, and everyone just started pissing themselves. And like at the end of the show, a man and I hadn't really talked. And, and uh, I was just like, man, that was so funny. And she's like, that was the, like for sure the funniest show I've ever seen. And she's like, I think that submersible joke really got me. And I was like, that's exactly what was on my mind. That was uh, that, the best. So, so that being said, do you still have the Portland show tickets or do you sell those? I do. Yeah, I'm, I got to sell those mm -hmm. as well. Now. When is that show? It's uh, how much? Oktoberfest Friday. Oh, I have will to be work. employed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I might buy those from you. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll sell them to you for face value. They're, I actually went on Ticketmaster. They were going to allow will me to sell them to me for a face party. Mm, uh, will you well, sit on his face? Well, I was my plan was to sell them so say? I could have, have extra money for uh, Talladega, and that doesn't seem like I'd have extra money for Talladega. I'd have a good story to tell the grandchildren, oh, but uh, one hand job. <sighs> no, see, I, I was willing to use my mouth. I, <laughs> Jesus, I don't think you can give a hand job with your mouth, can you? <laughs> I hope that that mother with her son is listening to this right now. I don't oh, think she is. Right, we, went, we went from we oh, went from uh, we went oh. from bopping it to just mouth hugs. That's so weird. You brought that up. So Lindsay and I were talking about that exact thing. Mm. She is an FBI agent. Um, she just is and uh, should probably work for the CIA or something. But she... Wait, so you were talking about 
mouth parties or yeah you get it um or this or the angry lady the angry lady oh so Lindsay found the tweet that mm. you were talking about right mm-hmm. she then went on to the lady's profile it's the same lady that took a picture of her kid in my race car and thanked us for providing such a good and fun show that same evening at the hockey game Mm. To be fair, it doesn't sound like she did a very deep level FBI investigation. I'm just saying. It sounds like she just clicked <laughs> on the latest saying, page. Those, were, those <laughs> are two well, very well, different well, reviews. Well, well, no, yeah, that's that was. Uh, I mean, it, it it was good until it wasn't. She thought that we were a family friendly show, and she liked your race car. And then we started talking about sucking dicks, and well, we called thing, somebody. The thing, a was, the thing with <laughs> the, the race par- the race car picture is that uh, if you look back at the picture, I would assume that there is a beer pretty much right next to the kid's face. <laughs> it's coming right out of the tire, like. Yeah, <laughs> like a a billboard, if yeah, you will, yeah. of our logo. And if you're mm-hmm. at racing night, like we've mentioned, the black flag, not a great one. <laughs> not one that you're typically aspiring ru- to get. Typically ruins your night <laughs> if you get that flag. Yeah. yeah, and we were talking about bopping it, and it ruined her and her kid's life. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Now, uh, Bill Burr can stay. We'll yeah. test. Definitely go see him if you have the opportunity. Yeah. Anyone want to go with me? Sounds like Brad's got two tickets for sale, and I can't find anybody to hang out with. So, I, I would go, but you know, <laughs> put it in the Tinder bio, Bob. Accepting <laughs> <laughs> Bill Bird dates. I deleted Bobby that. Timmons. I deleted that shit a while ago, but I, I'm dangerously close to starting over. You're on <laughs> Facebook Marketplace now. Uh, yeah, the uh, when you change your when you change your page to a business page, the people that you may know thing kind of goes away. I'm like, oh fuck, how am I supposed to just randomly add hot chicks on Facebook now when they're not here anymore? Bob's got a burner account on Facebook <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, if you get added by Timmy Roberts, <laughs> mind yeah. your business. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. That was my. That was pretty much my whole weekend. Yeah. So uh, sounds like neither of you did any racing other than. Go-karts. I did a lot of couch racing. That's mm-hmm. for sure. I uh, my brother came in. T- uh, my brother, my sister in law, and her parents all came to town from New Jersey this weekend, and I don't get to see them all that often. So we actually got to spend quite a bit of time with them uh, Saturday night. Uh, kind of hung out here, had a good old heart to heart with my big brother. Um, for those listening that are their jaws just hit the floor, yes, I have a brother, and I have two sisters as well too. Uh, most of you probably have no idea about that, but. Uh, it was good. We hung out with Dave and Gina and uh, her parents and had a great old time. And then uh, Sunday came around and we uh, we brought Chase to um, the uh, uh, the hotel that they were staying at. They were at the Sheridan right by the Target there. Also, nice little honey hole sweet spot. Anybody around this general area, if you're looking for like a legitimately nice place to eat, no free ads, but go to the Sheridan. They have like a legit restaurant in the bottom there. Never packed, never loaded, but they have phenomenal food there. Mm. Uh, good little date spot for sure. Um, but this is going to lead me into my weapon of the week um, for sure. And uh, I know I use my family members quite a bit, but Lindsay, Saturday night. This is like three weeks in a row for her. Oh, it? yeah. She's on a roll. Yeah, uh, so we were at, uh, I forgot my sunglasses at Bartlett on Friday night. So I texted Eddie and I said, hey, is it is it cool if I go up and grab him? He said, yeah, not a problem. I'll have Tracy open up the thing for him. So I go over there and literally as I pull into Bartlett, Tracy is on the golf cart going 300 miles an hour <laughs> back out of where the announcer's booth is. And it was, it could not have been more perfect timing. So I pull in there and I grab the sunglasses and then on the way back out, my brother texted me. He's like, Hey, like we wanted to do a bunch of food and stuff, but we're running out of time. Could you just grab it and bring it back to the house and we'll all meet at uh, on Maple Ave? And I'm like, yeah, that's not a problem. 
So we go to the the Hannaford in Buxton, right? And we're cruising around. And mind you, Lindsay, she has been phenomenal throughout the whole the baby process and, and taking care of him and all that. But she's a little strung out. She's very tired. We're all lacking sleep. And we're, we're cruising around Hannaford. And she's just disheveled. Like, can't figure it out. Like, I'm like, what hot, is... Hot mess express. I'm just like, what? what is wrong? She's like this Walmart looks nothing like ours. (laughs) I'm like, what did you say? She's like, this Walmart looks nothing like ours. I was like, well, good news is this is a Hannaford. (laughs) She's like, oh my God, please don't tell you that on the, on the show. I was like, oh, sweetheart, that's way too late for that. Yeah. yeah. When you, when you date the three of us, you do sign up for unwanted scrutiny uh, through these microphones. It was just like, we're literally by like the lobsters in the produce section. (laughs) She's like, this Walmart looks nothing like ours. I was just like, that is correct. (laughs) How gross would a Walmart lobster be? I can't imagine Mm. it would be great. Yeah. Do you remember when McDonald's had lobster rolls? Mm, no, yeah, but, but I, I wouldn't. Have, oh God! I do remember. Foul. I do remember when Walmart had the lobster tank, and it was never, never as the, clear. The as water that. was almost like Mountain Dew. Oh, it, was, yeah. it was always the the lobsters with like barnacles on them, and they're like yeah. three hundred <laughs> years missing old. A claw. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's got an eye patch there's on. A, You're there's like, a what chunk the fuck? taken out of the tail, and it's just like <laughs> cruising around, oozing. It's like I'm probably not gonna eat that. <laughs> yeah. It's just pus and filling in the tank. <laughs> they got the of which they got them out of Sebago Lake. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking oh. of which, Lindsay again, and I, again, I love her to death. You're gonna be sleeping on the couch after she hears this. That's fine. Uh, she's second time. I was at work, and this guy comes in with a destroyed fucking car, a CMP truck backed into it. Right? He's like, "Hey, man, like he owns a lobster company, right?" I was like, "Hey, man, the CMP backed into my brother's car, or whatever. Like, if we couldn't wait till November, like that would be awesome. Like, if you could sneak us in, whatever, right?" Now, bribery does work. For sure. I'm just letting everybody know that right now. He he shows back up with a bag of two lobsters. He's like, hey, if this gets in before November, like that would be pretty cool. And then (laughs) drops a couple lobsters off. I'm like, awesome. Just like a bag, like a plastic bag that's clear. Like you get a goldfish in, but it has two lobsters. (laughs) (laughs) A bag full of ocean water. So, So Lindsay was actually at my the place that i work and we were having lunch together in the office because my boss had the week off so we're just hanging out we took a little bit of time had a, had a nice little lunch and that all happens while she's there so i was like hey can you just put this in the fridge when you get home so it made it to the tahoe mm. until the mm. next morning That's when a i was foul smell <laughs> <until> the <laughs> next morning when i was like cooked them already <laughs> <laughs> when i was like breakfast hey <laughs> did you ever put those in the fridge? I'd like to make those tonight. And all I heard was, oh my fucking God. <laughs> I was just like, I have never gotten up at six o'clock on a Saturday morning so fast. Well, they were alive. And uh, <laughs> uh, rest and rip the lobsters. They are now in the trash can. Because <laughs> I, I I just, th- that probably would have been a bad idea to make those after that. Mm. But um, yeah, Lindsay, yeah. Lindsay's been on one for sure. Love her to death. But uh, I got I to gotta make Pokemon under a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, I did a little bit of racing this weekend. I went to Wiscasset on Saturday. Um, I would pay $100 extra if they would park the Super Modifieds like up top where you drive onto the track. Where? At Wiscasset. Oh. <clears throat> because that's where Rusty I, parked. He was like the third spot, like right from the opening. 
it is like a different atmosphere up there. It was yeah, awesome. Yeah. Like I had so much fun. We were it was like a big group of people. Everybody's having a good old time. Um, good car counts. They had a hundred lap sportsman race that had nineteen cars. They had nineteen uh, pro stocks there. A bunch of guys getting ready for the Boss Hog. Um, it was cool to like, in which we are sponsoring lap sixty nine. Nice, nice. Um, when Brad and I went a couple weeks ago, it was kind of like a hurried show. You know, it was when it was raining, but I actually got to take in a full Wiscasset show. Uh, as a fan from the pits for once, because we weren't down in the bowels of hell, where they, uh, I'm still lobbying for a ski lift, where the vintage cars were. But uh, despite the vintage cars being there, I had a, it was a good show. Um, great racing in all the races, all the way from the little bang banger um, legacy cars uh, all the way up to the hundred lap sportsman race. Uh, I did confirm though um, Saturday. I'm never having children. <laughs> okay. Mm. Um, makes sense. I met two 13 year olds that uh, listened to every one of our episodes. I'm like, that's it's alarming. Um, hilarious. It's absolutely fucking hysterical, but I'm like 13. Like, There's gotta be a parenting manual somewhere out there that specifically says not to do that. <clears throat> and I don't know if I like, I don't know if I should say the kid's name or not. Cause he has a minor, but anyway, his dad uh, races too. They both race. Um, and the vintage cars are out there. Uh, just doing vintage car things, riding around half speed, three wide. What a fucking race! Yeah, well, they're slower than the bang bangers. Uh, he, uh, he, this one kid looks at his little buddy and he goes, "Ah, I told my dad that this is what he should drive because it's all old, washed up pro stock drivers." I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that is absolutely brutal. I'm never having children. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't want to be roasted by your own kids. <laughs> so these two kids, they hung around us all night, and uh, I finally said, you, "You tell that, you tell that shit to your dad's face." He says, "Oh yeah, I tell him that all the time." I'm like. Yep. No, no, I'm definitely never having kids. <laughs> I can't uh, wait till my kid does that to me because he's uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, uh, as, as Twitter, Mike once said, uh, it's X bleh. now have some respect. Yeah, sorry. As X Mike once said, that might be a different person. That's like a, <laughs> <laughs> that's a different, that's a whole different venue. <laughs> that's uh, 2023. Am I right? <laughs> but, uh, he, he said on the, the now, uh, defunct or whatever the fucking word that is, but uh, Twitter he said your kids are going to hear worse at school. So thousand, I think that they can. I think that they yeah. can uh, still listen to us uh, talk about bopping it or Bob uh, exchanging uh, oral sex for Bill Burr tickets. What do you mean? I think about the time I heard a Jesus fucking Christ come from one of them. I was like, yeah, I guess it's, um, it all makes sense. Oh, like, I think that's my favorite adjective. Uh, uh, what, <laughs> I fuck? say that shit. No, just there's in jizz hyphenated Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Do you realize how often I say that? Like I like at work today, like we've just been absolutely like bombarded with shit, but like we're in like a quiet cubicle. I'm just listening to Pat McAfee run his yap. And then like, I'll just get today's like, uh, delivery i guess of everything i have to do for not the next week but it'll keep me busy for probably the next month and like when it when i hear it hit the ground i'm like oh my god and i will look over and it'll just be a stack like higher than i've ever gotten in my entire life of work to do and i will literally just be like jesus fucking christ and the guy that's sitting like in the cubicle right next to me is the most religious like has like crosses like uh, hanging from his shit and like i feel how feel do you bad, always get but, paired up with people like that well i mean I, tough draw well it's yeah, not even really draw. no i mean he, he's a great guy i i just uh the, the, you're not gonna have a beer together is what you're saying well i mean we would but i could just assume that it, it wouldn't last long he'd probably exit the the beer date i guess probably uh pretty early um but uh no there was there was one part in bill burr where uh, he starts just roasting religion and 
like it was it felt like everyone in the place like it was one of his last jokes but it felt like everywhere in everyone in the place just kind of got up and walked out and like there was just droves leaving and he was just going on and on about it and I, amanda afterwards was just like man a lot of people got up during that that uh you know, joke about god and stuff and i was just like uh i think that was just to beat traffic and she's like no it, it just felt kind of weird like he i mean he did say that he had like a couple more jokes left but like you know they all kind of just got up when he mentioned it i was like if they have ever seen bill burr ever yeah. you, you gotta know that he is just gonna roast the <clears throat> fuck out of religion yeah i don't understand how you can go to a a stand-up show and, and then get offended at the jokes yeah well that's it's like one of my favorite jokes is like from his old special he's just like no nah, i think just uh, having a kid is just uh you know you you kind of just downloading all your theories onto them and he yeah, just pretends like he's download your fucked up thoughts yeah. onto the little hard drive yeah and he's just like <laughs> pretending like he's throwing a ball he's like ah what's that son he's just like ah no we ain't going to fucking church today fuck that i've heard all the stories and he like <laughs> grabs the ball like throws it back he's like Oh, what? I got to go down there. Like, God's everywhere, but I got to go to down there to see him. And he's mad at me and I owe you money. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Throws the ball back. Daddy hides cash in the walls because he doesn't trust banks. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bill Bear is top uh, fucking one comedy. Yeah. But uh, yeah. so no, Wiscast, it was cool. They had uh, double features for the um, mini stock four banger uh, running Thunder Rebels. I don't know what they're called. Um, both races were good for a red flag. Uh, guys tried to exit the facility through the concrete wall in turn four. Uh, all of them were unsuccessful. A lot of cars uh, ended their day shorter than they arrived, um, but everybody was okay. Uh, I don't know who won those races. I wasn't really paying attention that much. Uh, the uh, legacy cars was won by Ben Burgess over Reed Reno and Josh Hall. And Josh Hall, very upset in victory lane. Um very, very uh, Martin Truex ask post race interview. Uh, tough for tough for that, but uh, oh, what the hell else? He might have won the battle, but he ain't won the damn war. Yeah, just just very upset with the way everybody raced him. And I watched that race. And I'm like, oh, uh, maybe something happened before uh, today, but uh, I don't really see what you were talking. I tried to run him to the pit opening three times under yellow. <laughs> <laughs> if you do that, if you the pit opening at Wisconsin is brutal. Ooh. Um, uh, pro stocks are there. Uh, Jed Decker, really impressive drive for a young kid, fairly inexperienced, um, as compared to most of the guys that run, you know, that's that race. He led most of it. Uh, Kevin Douglas got, got by him on the top of two to go for the win. Um, Jet held on for second. I think, I think Josh St. Clair was third. You know, typical cast of characters that run up front there in the super late models, but uh, was funny. This number 72 buddy, something Fowler, not Mike or Dickey Fowler, but uh. He was leading, running up front. Guy was running good, and he ended up spinning out off of two. I don't know if he got dumped or just buzzed the tires and spun to the grass. They let him sit there for like four laps and did not throw the yellow. He like sat there for two laps, fired it up, and then like drove up to like the edge of the track, like just looking for a spot to pull out in traffic. Two more laps goes by. He finally pulls and finds a safe spot to merge. At the meantime, Kelly Moore gets a flat right front and pulls high, and they instantly throw the yellow. Like, <laughs> that's a pretty tough look there, team. But uh, yeah, um, but no, that was a that was a good race. Like I said, real impressed with Jet Decker. Um, you know what we, a fucking name. That is an awesome race car driver name. Yeah, uh, young kid. I I forget how old Dylan told me he was. Maltz, but he was Dylan works on the car, and the uh, kid was really fast. Just uh, got a little free at the end. I think is what he said. Um, and then the hundred lap sports I mean, sports series super streets. What do they call them up there? Super stonks. Sports stonks. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. Brett Osmond? Was that the dad? No. 
James Osmond. James is James, the dad. Brett's James the is the kid. Dad. Okay, so Brett had the field licked, absolutely crushed, and ended up breaking while leading. And this number 11 buddy, Sherman, Kevin Sherman, I think he was parked right next to us. The dude, he was having a grand old time all night. I've never seen a race car driver just so loose and relaxed. He looked like he was going to steal it, but then he faded and ended up getting spun. Um, and then James Osmond ended up getting the lead. He felt fend off charges from... Uh, Bubba Pelton, Kenny Harrison, they both ended up getting wrecked and falling out. I think uh, Mark Lucas snuck second at the end. Uh, I forget it was third. I'm sure. That guy. Oh, I think it was Matty Beers. I think Matty Beers was up front. He had he had rebounded from spinning out um, earlier in the race, too. So that was, a, like I said, that was a good race. Overall, good night at Wiscasset for uh, cheap entertainment and crushed a couple beers after with uh, everybody around that area of the pits and uh, went home. Not in the pits, though, right? Wide. Well. No, no one was hiding it. I mean, I'm like looking around, like we had solo cups, and there's just full blown just bud lights going around us. Wide, like, well, wide, wide. Like, oh, okay, I guess things are uh, things are a little looser at the top of the hill here in the pit area. <laughs> Love that. Uh, no, I did. I did actually catch a little bit of race carring uh, on the way back from Springfield. Uh, had uh, the Monaco modifieds up on the uh, the dashboard of Amanda's car because fuck directions. Uh, I'd rather watch race cars. Um, Whose directions? Yeah. She hot? <laughs> no. Uh, did uh, we turn it on? We right. ought to try to map quest to someplace sometime. Hey, by the way, we're coming to you live from the Solero Commerce Compound, as we have for every single episode of the Black Flag Podcast. If you're ever looking for a second opinion on your current merchant service provider, get a hold of Evan Orvath of Solero Commerce. Whether you have a multi-million dollar online store or a credit card machine for your local liquor store counter, Solero Commerce has all the ways to make sure you get your money safely. Per usual, we also want to shout out some of the OG pals of the show for their continued support. AnyRacingNews.com, The Graphics Coop, Daniel Eugene Photography, Lee USA Speedway, and Hudson Speedway. Now back to your regularly scheduled stupidity. No. Is that still a thing? No. Yeah. Is map it is. Really? Yeah. I've seen I've seen people on social media saying how they're like elder parents and stuff still do it. And I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> Why? There's so much easier ways <laughs> yeah. to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's like they. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand. Uh, but no, uh, I turned it on while the late models were were racing, and uh, there was a fuck of a battle between Ray Christian and PJ Evans. Um, they they were side by side for lap after lap after lap, and I didn't know how long the race was because again, I just turned it on halfway through, um, and uh, I thought that they were. I thought they were like coming to the checkered because I wasn't really listening to it, and uh, obviously driving down the highway. But um, <clears throat> they, I, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I think that maybe uh, PJ Evans got a little loose at one point. Ray Christian took the lead. There was a yellow that came out. Jason Palmer in the 17, I think, uh, lined up on the outside or the inside. One of the fucking two. And they, then they, they two started racing side by side for quite a while. Andrew Moeller was uh, coming up through the field. Uh, I think Andrew ended up finishing third. Ray Christian uh, got second. And uh, Jason Palmer picked up the win before the modifieds rolled out onto the racetrack. Um, they, were, they were saying how uh, weather was going to be a factor. So um, I was kind of hoping that I was going to be able to watch the whole thing on my drive back or at least be able to catch the rest of it at Amanda's house. And, um, I think they got 82 laps in, uh, maybe 81. I'm not hundred percent sure, but I know Matt Hirschman picked up the win over a couple pals, Brian Narducci and Mike Christopher jr. Um, so yeah, my Matt Hirschman's still good at doing modified things. Still, You're still, kidding. still good at lefting. <clears throat> yes, he nice. is indeed. He is indeed. There's um, some racing at Oxford on uh, a <clears throat> Saturday afternoon. Um, paved the pits. They did. They paved pit road. Actually, looks pretty good. Yeah, and uh, shout out to Oxford Plain Speedway. They've been uh, they've been frequent customers of Timmins Machine lately. They're putting up some new lights all around the racetrack, so we've been helping them uh, building some bracketry for that. So Fuck yeah, 
I know Jason likes to, or anybody involved in racing, you know, you always hear that, no, we don't do anything to improve the racetrack. Well, they're doing shit to improve the racetrack at Oxford. So I was going to say that I, I finally figured out the TVs down here, got them all working mint. And uh, I had the left one on in Oxford to, to watch the whole replay from Saturday. I had the middle one on NASCAR, and this one had like some flow sports deal. And I saw the track. I was like, fuck that. They had to do that pretty quick to do all that paving there, but it looks awesome for sure. Yeah. So, um, Former guest of the show, Brandon Varney, second ever start in a super late model, started on the pole and murdered them. <laughs> well, I mean, Cookson got there at the end. Say, kind of made that's it a race. Cookson but, type shit right there. But I think Max had to come from like 53rd. Uh, we'll ask him when we call him in a minute. Hmm. Uh, so Max was second. Danny Weir was third. I believe that's his first podium in a super late model as well. In uh, the sports donks, Nate Levitt beat uh, Colby Meserve and Smitty. Smitty uh, rebounded from a lap one spin. He was backwards Tough. on lap one. Smith, we like Smith. A Bill, podium pal. Yeah, only Bill, podium, podium pal presented by only podiums. <clears throat> Billy Childs won the street stocks over. Also, former guest Jordan Russell and Chaz Briggs. Uh, rookie, Couple, three podium pals, all yeah, in one. Yeah, all BFP cars. podium pal sweep in the street stocks. An OP BFP podium sweep. And then they had all nailed it. And then they had <laughs> well all uh, all nine divisions of cars that used to drive on the road, but are now race cars. And yeah, I just don't really feel like reading through all of them. But uh, well, tough. Uh, the bang bangers bang banged. Yes, Tyler. Uh, not Tyler Griffith. Tyler works on it. Uh, McKean. Derek McKean won the. Did Trevor Ward do anything cool? Um, which one does he race? The, the seventeen bang banger. The, but the blue and, and which, black. And one. which bang banging division? Because there's <laughs> three or four. Of them. I think it's the the middle or the the, the top bang <laughs> the, banger. It's the lid. Uh, it's one of the the banger bangiest bangers is it the bangers the bangers or the bang rangs to to bang to bang bang what yeah she bang she she bang we have the bang oh, and the banger when she move she uh move. he finished 14th out of 16 so that's probably not good wow way to fucking suck trevor that's all right Jeez. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no we like trevor. trevor can stay don't say the word suck there's 13 year olds <clears throat> listen to this and, uh, uh well, i didn't say mike, suck it one of our earlier guests in our earlier iterations of the show mike ordway picked up the isma super modified win at oswego yesterday morning god do him. we need to get him on again they need more the boys uh, electric they need more super modified races at 10 a.m on sunday that's that's pretty good that's like watching the NFL games in like Europe that are on way too early in the day. I was I, all about that. I think that week one of the NFL season, like we gotta, we gotta have Mike on just to get his. his oh, well, now that we got thoughts. this set up, we could probably just call what? him. We yeah. should, he we he doesn't do... like to leave Wyndham for anything other than work and race. You know, you know how like the Peyton and Eli do the the shows. We should do like a BFP and Mike, like with an NFL game. Just have him commentate the whole thing. Yeah. Call well, him in. The dude ran from me to you, and he gets up and starts dancing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, I had a couple more podium pals. Uh, Bobby Pelland picked up a, a win in the, the Pro Stonks, and uh, I believe he won like a Triple Crown <clears throat> championship. What a fuck show that race was. Yeah. Did you see the highlight yeah. video of that? <laughs> that what? I think every car in the field crashed yeah. at least once. Which there was is, like a there was like just a, guys just driving the fuck over each other. There was like a three minute highlight video all of this exact same night. I thought it was a season long wreck <laughs> compilation. I was like watching it and I'm just like every car out there got huh. spun out, I think, or spun someone out. Yeah, uh, but Bobby picked up the win, so congrats to him. Uh, Timmy Salamito, I believe, picked up a win as at, well at, at the uh, head. At head, um, Travis Hydar picked up a win at Stafford. Meg Fuller won the SK light race. That was pretty cool. That was a good race to watch. That did happen. Who got around Tyler Alkis at the end? Who won the? Uh, I think it was Kevin Gamacorda won the late model race. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, we don't really know any of those other guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> poor poor Alex got destroyed in the yeah. late model race. That thing is folded to fuck up. Kilt. Mm. Killed. Sounds like she'll be back Friday though, so that's good. Yeah. Um, and then Cookie won at Hudson. Cookie did win at Hudson over Joey Pole and Jeremy Davis. Passers? No, it was just an open, oh. open pro stock Eight. race. And uh, actually, Gerard Giordano picked up the win in the trucks. The trunks, trunks. and he had a little big old BFP sticker. <coughs> a little, little big old, a little BFP big old. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's all I had for the podium, pals. Uh, <clears throat> I'm probably missing a handful of them, but. I, I tried to watch a little bit of Jennerstown yesterday, actually, on the golf course. <coughs> the uh, Motor the, Mountain Masturbate Race or whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, got rained out from Saturday to Sunday. but the uh, Masturbate on the mountain. <laughs> I've been to... <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. Motor Boat and Masturbate 150. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've went to... Uh, I've gone to two of those, um, I think. At yeah. the same well, time? Watched, uh, Masturbation I think, I think when... Yeah, yeah. The, I've, been, I've been to two trips to the mountain to masturbate. <laughs> Which mountain is it? What about the motorboat? It's the one by We're talking camp. like an Everest or like a Katahdin? Mm, it's more of a Katahdin. Ah, tough. It's smaller, yeah. 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 <laughs> I fit in well up there. It <laughs> doesn't take as long to peak. Yeah. yeah. Hey, oh. Yep. <laughs> so. so what happened what to that race? To <laughs> <laughs> Sex is a race and I win every time. Uh, I don't know, actually, because I, I turned it on and my phone was like overheating and it wasn't loading correctly and they were under yellow and I was just like, you know what? I don't need to waste the rest of my phone battery, but uh, I believe... Uh, Evan Shaka won. I think over Eddie McDonald and makes sense. They were someone else. They're both good at racing cars. Yeah, yeah. Goob blew up. I think. Yeah, early. He, yeah. He blew up. Fortunately, I think Garrett Hall was in the top five. Yeah, I think Jimmy was doing pretty good too. But I didn't get to see where everyone finished, so probably shouldn't have even brought it up. Ah, um, nice. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> well, we're, a, we're a real wealth of knowledge this week. Yeah. Um, but no, I uh, I did get to watch a little bit of uh, the nascars at the indy road course i don't know if we're gonna have cookie on um you mean the michael anytime. mcdowell and friends invitation yeah that race. was just i i said it on the playbook right so um i i've been one to say i just don't like road course racing i think that it, it it's very very hit or miss when it hits unbelievable but it misses like 90 percent of the time um and it was just a I think that track sucks. Well, I don't. Yeah. I don't think the race was that bad. I think. I think NBC and Peacock, whatever, they did a, a hell of a job for a broadcast to what they had to work with, uh, for sure. But I just think that that track layout, it's it gets them super strung out. It gets the racing. I don't know. It's. I don't. Know. I didn't think it was that bad, but it wasn't the best race. By I, any means. I did see Daniel Eugene. I think posted on Facebook, and it was just a Jeff Burton quote that it was just like. Oh, and he flat spotted his tires, so now his tires are flat spotted. And I was just like, oh, I can see this fucking idiot saying that. That guy <laughs> sucks. Oh, God. I, he's the only one on that broadcast that I just can't stand. That's, I think the I think the most brutal crazy. Jeff Burton moment was when they, you know how they kind of do the grid walk, but they're like just like walking past the cars and like, oh, yeah, this guy. Like it's like the beginning of the show. They're like, oh, yeah, we got an F1 champion. We got this guy over from Australia. This guy speaks Japanese, whatever. And he just he like cruises by Harrison Burton's car. He's like, and this guy right here, he's really, really fast. And it's like, shut the fuck up. No, he's, he's not. not. <laughs> he's not. He has a mole on his face that he could very easily get removed. <laughs> and he is just bad at race caring. Yeah. Yeah. He's, Period. You know, he, he it's, takes a lot to make Matt Benedetto look good. <laughs> like, like for real. Yeah. Like, 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 what are we talking about? Yeah. yeah. No, it's uh, yeah, it's funny, and it, it, I obviously, I can, I can understand that's a difficult job, but uh, yeah, it's just it, it, like you could have just walked right by, mm. could have just not 
said a word or it started your walk at a different different car altogether yeah. but uh yeah i think i think that my my uh, grinds my gears this week or maybe uh, i'm just a, a bit of a weapon but i got on the playbook and i was like yeah i'm not going to take time Majeski at plus 300 because you know i think he's going to dominate but I, I just i don't like those odds and then aj Amadeng was like plus 105 and i'm just like ah, I, I love aj Amadinger at this value i mean plus 105 he drove AJ off the fucking racetrack i didn't even fucking get to watch the most of the xfinity series race and every time i looked he was either second or third and i'm like what the fuck did you did you see that his wife is pregnant and like re- like actively ready to pop mm. and he was on the radio was like i'm not fucking leaving i'm staying right here Nah, yeah, he, he's like she can do that on her own he yeah i got a, i got a job to do yeah, i'm like yeah. priorities i'm like i yeah like i get it but like yeah really? if you were maybe in like the cup playoffs maybe but probably not y- yeah like right, you're in you're racing a bush race you're racing yeah it was in a it was it was the bush race and like uh just a weird vibe uh, he's he strikes me as the race. kind of guy to say that though i've heard he's a like a closet fucking douchebag mm. for sure from a lot of people i feel like you could just watch him like when they when they have those shots like of the garage when they're in practice or like coming out to the cars for qualifying or something you just watch the way he walks and you're just like yeah douchebag like, <laughs> he he looks like he has just little man syndrome like the thing that about. bothers me with him it's like him justin haley and um fuck somebody else but they had their fire suit so like you and i right we have the the cuff on the bottom that kind of wraps around your shoe they do like the IndyCar thing where it has like the outside <clears throat> cuff and it's like halfway up their like fucking Oh yeah, they look shin. like horse jockeys. <laughs> oh, I hated that. My Adidas, like, what you, my Adidas what suit that? was like that and I'd get out of the car with my fucking cankle showing every fucking race. I'm like, what? It's just odd. It's mm. a, a very odd look. It's a very like... Yeah, it's the boot cut, cut, the boot cut is what you need to have. That's yeah, it's just odd. Yeah, but... A couple of horse jockeys in the colleague stable. Yeah. <clears throat> I watched uh, the end of the cup race uh, in my favorite fashion. Uh, Reddick does that. Too. At a bar with no sound, so I have no idea what Jeff Burton said, but I could see that uh, um, Michael McDowell was killing them. Oh, it, it wasn't even close. Well, I was watching just the, I think, well, so we were at uh, the bar after we got done playing golf yesterday. Um, Reagan Borges and I went over to uh, the pub in, in Boylston, met, met Amanda over there to get some dinner, and they didn't have it on any of the TVs. They had the senior tour golf wasn't even the actual tournament that was going on which went into fucking overtime went on to, went into a playoff i mean why can't we get something good on the tv <clears throat> the vintage cars of golf they had like a replay of like golf last week's overtime. fucking yeah they they had a, la- a uh replay of last week's like nhra fucking thing and then they had like one tree hill or something on fucking they're waiting for uh, the xfinity series to come on in 2025 but um no so we're sitting there and i'm like fuck i just want to watch the end of the race so there's like four laps to go michael mcdowell looked like he was killing him I had like a three and a half second lead and i'm like ah, i don't really care that much i guess so i just had like the timing and scoring up and then all of a sudden like it was it was like chase elliott like 0.9 seconds away i was like holy fuck and i kept looking and it was like like five tenths of a second away. I'm like, oh my God, Chase Elliott's going to win this fucking race. So I watched like the last couple corners, but he had already kind of pulled away. I, I think he was just making sure he didn't drive off the fucking racetrack, but mm. he was consistently like two and a half to three seconds ahead all day long. Big, big weekend for Jesus. Yeah. A couple yeah. guys that really, you know, if there are two places to win us. at, it is Daytona and Indianapolis. <clears throat> that can so. be a, a column on the power rankings. Mm. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Just the, the, the section is Jesus fucking Christ, and it's just Michael McDowell. Yeah. <laughs> and Jesus. Yeah. And Jesus. And Ty Gibbs. Because well, he drives the He Gets Us fucking car. Should, you should put the He Gets Us car instead of Ty Gibbs. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Whatever happened to Mike St. Germain? Jesus. The Angel Warrior. That guy. Mm. Do you know who I'm talking about? The nope. 777. The red and yellow 777 with uh, sponsored 
God. By God. <laughs> like spray painted on the quarter panels. And the O was a heart. How do you not know the angel warrior? Oh, the guy would show up with a mad bomber for the limited race every year for the past 400 weekend and would go six laps down in the first five laps of the race. <clears throat> he won uh, 11 figure eight races one year. And in victory lane, he took his shoe off and held up a toe with 10 fingers. <laughs> it's in a racing paper somewhere. Um, when, when when Dan had his iRacing League, my street stock was red with yellow wheels, number 777. <laughs> uh, didn't he? He won like an enduro uh, somewhere too for like a bajillion yeah, dollars. Yeah, Oxford had an $8,000 to win enduro a few years ago. What it the had, fuck? There was yeah. huge money and a ton of cars. And he ended it, up it winning. I believe it was it. the same car he ran in the limited 100 lap race <laughs> at Beechridge. Uh, yeah, the Angel Warrior. I'm surprised you've never seen. Never, he was an Oxford so. guy when we were younger. So if you didn't go up there, but mm. sounds like nice a guy, absolute wicked nice guy. But pretty just, sure got thrown out for smoking a joint in the front seat of his uh, of his ramp truck that he hauled the race car with one night back in the day. Love that. Yeah. Good for him. Should we uh, Should we do some Patreon questions? Let's do uh, it. I texted Max and all I got was what time, and I'm like, right now. We tried to get DJ on. Um, uh, big time does. Yeah, he didn't text me back, so that's okay. <sighs> we, we hate him. Anyways. The narrative now is DJ hates BFP. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. let's flip the script. Good yeah, call. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We we hate him too. DJ hates us. That's a that's yeah. a power ranking uh, <laughs> bracket if I've ever seen one. Hates us. No, no, no. <laughs> gets us. <laughs> Ty Gibbs hates us. DJ Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, find the lady's profile picture from the Twitter and yeah. <laughs> put her in the hates us bracket too. Oh uh, yeah, uh, and then the the dude, the dad from that girl that fucking wrecked all that shit. Oh, the blue emu, oh, yeah. the blue That's emu a, for your hurt pussy guy. <laughs> yeah, the blue emu for when you get sand in your fucking cooter. Oh, um, fuck. Before we get into some Patreon questions, I do uh, have to mention that today's show is brought to you by BTX Global Logistics. Uh, are you someone that coordinates freight transport? transportation for your company is dialing not uh, dialing 800 numbers to find where your freight is a pain in the ass and reach out to josh ireland and his team at btx global logistics with their new location in portland maine whether it's domestic less than a truckload full truckload international air or ocean freight btx's global footprint can provide you the freight solutions you need with a local team to answer your calls interested in learning more and grab a beer with Josh today by contacting him at jireland at btxglobal.com. Mention code BFP for a free consultation and beers on him. You didn't fuck that up once. Well, at the beginning I did. Well, that's all right. It's cause, well, I didn't realize actually that the, the paragraph, that uh, the, the read that we got sent over, it, it says R instead of is, I think. R dialing 800 numbers. Well, it's not going to be is. you is dialing. Is dialing 800 numbers to, where you're fr- to find out where your freight is a pain in the ass. Are you are dialing eight hundred numbers to find where you're afraid of the are ass. you? Well, yeah, but there's no you. Well, <clears throat> well, yeah, that maybe that would make sense, but there's no you. So grammar, had grammar lessons presented by BFP. Yeah, I had to uh, just improvise and I stumbled a little bit, but other than that, I felt pretty good about I've it. I've seen you stumble way worse. Than oh that. my god, yeah, you should see me walking out of grand three thirty. Well. <laughs> yep. Oh, sorry. The oyster pub. Mm. Mm. Patreon question. Great food. Got to weed out all the... <laughs> <laughs> Speaking no. of oral sex. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. Do you want to call Max now or do you want to do Patreon questions? Whatever tickles your fancy. See if he well, answers. We're, we're going to need... Uh, uh, I told are we doing the iPad? I'll just plug it into his phone. Do we want to plug it into my phone? I don't know. We can try to see if it works. It was like a little scratchy last time, but we'll, we'll try it here. Uh, have we done it on your phone? 
No. We I did a test run. Oh. Can you uh, put put me in? Plug plug it in. Put me in, coach. I'm ready, ready to, to play. fucking play. Today. Oh. We got a smorgasbord of I wonder, this is, fucking For anybody wondering here. if we actually do ever edit the shows, this is your answer. <laughs> we did not. All right. I told him 10 minutes, so I'll just call him now. <laughs> he's probably in the shower. I was going to say, he's probably showering for uh, his he just, he works on his audio program. Yeah, all he does is sit on, sit on one. Seems good. That's that guy. <laughs> he hasn't started talking yet, I guess. What? If we get big time by two super late moments. Hey, pal. Hey. Hey, by 10 minutes, I meant uh, actually right fucking now. Okay. I'm in the car for like two minutes and then we'll be good. All right. Well, um, like the race car or like your rap mobile? Like I'll be to the house in like two minutes. Oh, oh well. So is right. it so it is a good time to talk? <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. Well, anyways, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we're live and uh, on the hotline with uh, Max Cookson. <laughs> Max, uh, what's going on, bud? Uh, just... Just wrapped up dinners at uh, one of my sponsors and good friends, Jam Builders. Nice. And uh, headed back to the house right now. So uh, you had a good weekend. You uh, you finished. You lost the super late model race on Saturday night at Oxford, uh, but you increased your point lead. And then you won at Hudson yesterday. So uh, talk about your weekend, pal. Yeah. So uh, it was an eventful weekend, to to say the least. So Saturday night we had really just a uh, an ultra perfect night at Oxford. Started 18th, got to second second uh gained a couple points so there's only one more left in uh one more left there weekly racing so how big of a point um, lead do you have that was, uh seven points over farrington right now you better beat him jesus christ so it's uh it's pretty knotted up and tight over at oxford but and then on the uh oh i got my seatbelt dinging on the uh <laughs> on the way home um from oxford um headed back to the shop and work till uh Two or three in the morning, getting the car ready to go to Hudson, and uh, headed back to the house, and uh, got a few hours of sleep, and uh, hopped in the dually and headed to Hudson. It's about a three, three and a half hour trip for us, and just rolled through Kennebunk, and uh, about two miles after Kennebunk, uh, rolled up over a hill and got to the top of the hill, and three three lane highway right there, and just saw brake lights everywhere. And Nana in front of me really slowed down and uh, wailed the back of her with the dually, total dually. <laughs> and um, so called, uh, it was a sponsor's truck that I, I was just at his house saying, sorry. Well, at least um, it wasn't your truck. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so we, uh, you know, cops got there and heavy wrecker and everything and got us, uh, got us, towed us all back, the trailer and everything back to Kennebunk. Uh, the old man started headed down in, in our dually, and um, we were just sitting around there, and we were just going to head back home because it's not a points race for us, nothing really on the line that way. And uh, while well, we're sitting there, um, Ben Banowski, the owner at Hudson, had called, and uh, he heard what happened and uh, offered his, uh, he said he had a Dodge 3500 sitting sitting right at the track and would send someone to, to go get us. And I was like, no, you know, I appreciate your offer a ton, but just, uh, going to cut our losses and head back home. And was, uh, called the old man. He was already on his way and, uh, talked to him and was like, told him that. And just like, geez, why not? Let's go. So pouring rain, 
got the truck stop, sized up a set of tires in the parking lot at Kennebunk, <laughs> and uh, put them on the car, and uh, got to Hudson, and uh, ran 10 laps of practice. Um, Joey Pohl beat us in time trials by three thousandths, inverted eight, started seventh, took the lead, lap 25. And then me and Joey put on a flock of a show. He dogged me for 70 laps and uh, just all night long. It was halfback, quarterback, that's recorder, just the whole race. And uh, managed to hang. He ran me clean as ever. So hats off him for that. And Hudson for getting the show in and got her done and got a uh, flock of a story. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was worth killing a truck, but um, at, least you won the, at least you won the race to make up for it. <laughs> or an old lady. Yeah. Yeah, were, were the other people okay, or are they critically injured? <laughs> yeah, she was fine. I had a set of shots sitting next to me that... Went through that, the windshield. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they stayed he gave in the truck, her. so that was good. And uh, <laughs> nah, it hit so hard, though, it bent, bent like the gooseneck ball in the back of the truck. <clears throat> yeah, a lot of weight in that trailer. That sucks. So I, I, you had called and I didn't answer because I had my phone on me. And then I had just assumed that the truck broke down because I saw the snap. I didn't realize that you uh, started the big one on I ninety five. Yeah. So at uh, yeah, I really backed up traffic. They said, but at one point <laughs> I was just like, my original thought was, oh shit, I'm going to the races. Bobby has a Bobby has a truck. Rusty has trucks. Someone come get me. I have a race to go to. And then I kind of realized. Holy fuck, we should probably just go home today. Holy fuck, I should probably make sure Nana's okay. (laughs) Holy fuck, I almost (laughs) killed somebody. Yeah, the thing's still smoldering and smoking out the front end. I gotta find another truck. He's worried about his heat rays while a vehicular homicide case is getting started in the uh, background. I ate the airbag, and that tasted great, and I was right up against the guardrail, and uh, so the truck went into, like, SOS mode, so... Um, it instantly went to a dispatcher. I thought I was talking to God. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I couldn't God. roll down the window. I, uh, I couldn't roll down the windows or do anything. So I just got clobbered by an airbag and I'm sitting there and like all the airbag powder and extinguisher and shit choking up. And I'm like, they smell like shit too. Oh yeah. They're so oh, gross. Awful. So a couple of my crew guys, that were like a couple miles behind us. They get there and they got their strobies on, and just traffic is just whizzing by. It's like holy shit. So, but no, I mean, sponsor, good, good friend of ours. You know, just it's just a truck. You know, well, we've been talking. They've made ten of them. So, no, that's true. Know, I'm all right. And truck will, truck will. There'll be another one. You know. Well, I didn't know any of that, so I hope you don't think that uh, I asked you to come on just so we could make fun of you for crashing on the way to the races. No, no, no. It's all right, and back uh, of a story, and just proud of all the perseverance and stuff to go through that, and you know, had a uh, good day at the races. Now, now did uh, you receive any booze for uh, beating the hometown hero, Joey Pole? I know how well the uh, the Hudson contingent loves their super late model drivers. No, they announced his name. Um, he definitely got a uh, all of the cheers at Hudson, but uh, no, I think we just put on a. Uh, Put on a super show for the fans, really, and uh, wasn't wasn't a ton of cars, but I think you know I thought it was a I thought it was a good race, and uh, you know Joey Joey's got a lot of laps around there, so I knew it was going to be tough. But he kind of got the lead and was just riding, and I went by him like he was sitting still, and instantly had like three car links on him, and then they were like one back. 
And uh, he kind of was there the whole night and just never let up. So drove the snot out of it and uh, just able to hold. He was by all means the best race car, but Joey's going to run me clean and just hung on as long as we could. Yeah, Joey's as good as they get. He was always good to race with. I don't, I don't think there's many people that complain about the way he races people. No, not at all. He, uh, he's a good clean racer, and we both were out there in our antique distance cars and <laughs> having a blast. <clears throat> antique, they're like six years old. Yeah, <laughs> it's old nowadays. Yeah, try ride, try driving a 1995 left-hander that you put your own front clip on. I that, know, but you still won races. <clears throat> barely. The old steel, it's got something in it. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon Varney won more races in, in two attempts in his, in at Oxford than I've won in my life. So, Yeah, Brent, I was uh, ultra happy for Brandon Saturday night. I kind of got to second, and we had a, I had one shot at him on a restart and um, just didn't quite have enough. And, but uh, super cool what Dennis and Mickey and Hatch and all them, you know, Brandon Varney's on a, on a low-budget operation. You know, his dad does a ton, you know, with the marketing stuff for him and whatnot. And Brandon's been racing for, geez, pretty near 10 years and won in four cylinders and six cylinders. And he's probably going to win the modified championship this year. And, you know, got in a super late model and won instantly. So, I mean, that's really no better, no better way to do it than that. So hopefully down the road, you know, he'll be able to move up and, you know, do something. You know, super late models have gotten ultra expensive but uh you know he's plenty capable enough as he proved to be able to get it done nice so this is uh we've been having a run of guests on the show getting ready for the oxford 250 so uh talk about that that's is that the next race for you is the 250 or you got anything else before then or or what's the game yeah we're gonna we're uh we've raced every weekend and a few of them been double headers since april 22nd so we're gonna take the weekend off and um you know, gear up for the 250 and, you know, just got a lot of work to do. You know, you got gazillion wheels to get cleaned up and ready and, you know, every, all the preparation that goes into that weekend. And so it's going to take the weekend off and gear up for that. And, but I think we're, as far as the race goes, we've been first, fourth, second, and second in pass races at Oxford this year. So I think, you know, we're as good as anyone at Oxford right now, I'd say. And, um, you know, the race last year went, good for my first attempt qualified in and led 50 laps and finished fifth so it was a great year i did really had no idea what i was doing with pit stop strategy you know calling basically called oh no what'd you do bob this is call ended he hung up on you what the fuck oh wait no jesus fucking christ maybe uh Maybe his crew members were listening and didn't want him to give out any pit strategy for this year's 250. <laughs> hmm. Well, we'll try this again, I guess. And if not, we'll have Patreon questions on standby. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? It was going so fine, and now it's not. I figured he'd have good service at his house, but he does live out in the sticks <clears> where uh, <throat> cell phone service is probably a little it spotty. in a potato field. Now, side think. note. I think it might be a me problem. I, don't know. I just side lost note. all service. For... While we were just doing that, I you know, kind of just like looking around and you know, just thinking about what to say next or what to ask Max potentially. I watched a mouse run across the upper part of the window. <laughs> okay. Like it wasn't like there's you know, everyone's seen a basement window, right? The little small deals. I didn't even know you could 
walk across those fucking things. And uh, I was just kind of like looking, and then all of a sudden, it's things just fucking skirts over to the right, and uh, yeah, caught me right off guard. Cookson's calling me, so I don't right. know. Do you have the plug? <laughs> this is not off the rails in no. the slightest. No. Oh, fuck. Like you said, we don't edit these, so this no. is all staying in the show. No. I don't know what the hell happened there. Maxwell? Hello? Are yeah. you okay? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the fuck just happened Yeah, there. what happened? Are you all right? Did you hit Nana? <laughs> no, Nana's okay. <laughs> all right. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think Bob uh, lost service or something. I think a mouse chewed through his uh, antenna. So. <laughs> My Ethernet cord. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, uh, I think that we were, we wrapped up or we were still talking about uh, the, the pit strategy for the 250 last year and what you had to uh, look forward to going into this race. Yeah, so I uh, didn't really know... Um, made a bad call last year on pit road. I think it cost us a shot at winning the race, but uh, I think this year, you know, we're just way more prepared, you know, as a group and as a team. And uh, I think everything will flow a lot better this year. You know, that race really starts on Friday, you know, just got to get all your tires, you know, squared away and everything, all your ducks in a row there and uh, make a couple runs on Saturday and uh, really Sunday morning, just get everything scuffed and, the day goes, the weekend and the day, Sunday just goes so quick. So you really just got to stay on top of everything. But like I said, I think we're as good as anyone right now at Oxford. So just, uh, you know, a thousand things got to go right and nothing can go wrong in that one. Yeah, it's truly what's crazy about the 250 is that you could be, you know, go out there, be the fastest in practice and, you know, for every 13 practices there are on, on Friday and Saturday. And then you wake up on Sunday. Obviously, it's the, the big day. You got a couple more practices, but then it all leads up into the draw and, you know, you draw bad and you got a couple squirrels in your heat race. You might end up in a concy, you know, extra laps on the car, on the tires and, uh, and maybe even a last chance race. But, uh, for you, I feel like uh, pretty confident saying that you're uh, obviously one of the fastest ones there, especially with your uh, recent history in the past, um, past races at Oxford and, uh, also the weekly point leader. Um, you, you might be one of few that, uh, I've seen be able to make the top side work, um, where it seems like it's kind of a one groove racetrack at this point. Do you feel pretty confident that you can just motor around some guys to uh, make your way in? Well, it really seems, um, they paved the infield, um, last week on Thursday. So the racetrack this weekend, uh, the past race two weeks ago, I think we scuffed in quick time was like a a 65 and went to the weekly race Saturday and we scuffed in at like a, uh, a low six on, on a two tire deal. And, uh, so the racetrack had a ton of like tacky stuff on it from the, from the paving trucks driving back and forth across it. So the track earlier in the day was super locked down on the bottom, but I think, you know, the, the past races this year have shown a hundred laps into it. Once, you know, the differential and the tires and the, the better cars start to show that, you know, the top's been good. I mean, the last 30 laps of the last pass race there, I was able to drive around Travis and Curtis and DJ and didn't have enough for Benji. But I think, you know, 250 time with way more cars, you know, I think the top will absolutely be the effect and come in. I feel like that's one of our strong suits is being able to get up there and work. So especially, you know, if you take tires, if you take your right side and you got to come back through the field and when you do your four tire stop and, you know, get mired in the back, you've got to be able to set out, I think, and you know get back to the front first because a lot of times like we've seen in the past it's really just a race to the front who gets there is able to win it have you considered uh not pitting at all <laughs> uh joe pastori tried that last year and it didn't work for him so Damn. i don't think i'm gonna swing it this year. yeah but he made a ton of money in lap money <laughs> <laughs> that is uh that is absolutely true but you know that race 
the race just the way it works out you know you just never know how it's going to work there's always three or four different strategies going on and a million variables and so it's really just okay hear me out you know we fill the roll cage full of fuel (laughs) (laughs) then you don't have to pit well, you just put big fuel lines in it. There's no rule in the rule book on that. That was my original thought. Yeah, and then you run 16 extra feet of it coiled up in the car somewhere. <laughs> Absolutely. Can you put another fuel cell, like, in the passenger seat? Uh, it says 122-gallon cell, so that's unfortunately not allowed. Just tin it in with the sheet metal, and they'd never find it. Absolutely. Uh, also, you said you had mentioned they paved the track. They paved... Um, Below the curb, too? Have you considered uh, just running on the other side of the curb through the corners? <laughs> so they, they said that in the driver's meeting that they didn't want to see any of that. So, uh, <laughs> you're kidding. The way the curb is there is that um, the inside of the curb, we'll call it, when you're racing, so the part that everyone r- runs into has been ran into for so many years that it's kind of rounded. And the pavement under the curb, they didn't, like, grind it down. They just laid a new, fresh, smooth coat on top of it. So now the way the curb is, there's you kind of roll up on the curb, and then there's just asphalt. There's not a big shelf. So Ooh. I think you're absolutely going to see in the, the mad stocks and the strictly stocks and all that stuff. Like Guys are going to be all, all over that stuff. So, so it's like flush with the top of the curb now? Yeah, pretty oh, much. Oh, fuck. That's <laughs> huge. You said, uh, you know, the Mad Bombers and the Stonks are going to be doing that. What you didn't say is I'm absolutely going to do that with my Super Modified. I will drive right the fuck on. I'll put all four tires up there. I don't give a shit. But the where the curb splits, you know, through one and two and in three and four, you always kind of tried to cut that a little bit. And now that's all fresh pavement. So I think it's uh, the guys that are really good are going to be able to kind of run their left sides through that and try not to run into the curb when there's a curb there again. But it'll be, I think that'll play a little bit of a factor in the race. You know, hopefully it doesn't improve the bottom too much, super late into the race. But uh, I think it's absolutely going to be a little bit of a factor. I wonder how much grip it has so you can just like buzz down through and do like the dog leg part of the pit road and see if you can get a quick lap time. Well, absolutely. You know, <laughs> I saw it in practice and whatnot, and you kind of run down through there a little bit and there's all kinds of bite and uh, coming off a of two, they paved it a little bit. So when everyone would, you know, point it at the go-kart track to get under a guy, that's all fresh pavement now. So I think the racetrack's absolutely going to be a little bit different because of that. <clears throat> They'll probably have cinder blocks there this week so that you can't do that. <laughs> well, the, the way Hickory does it, they just have potholes where you can't go. <laughs> well, um, you said you're leading the Oxford points, so obviously you got one more race there. What else, uh, after the 250, what else is on Max Cookson's schedule for the rest of the season? So we got the 250, and then we run the Boss Hog um, at Wiscasset, which is going to be 10K to win this year. And then we have the following weekend from that, we have the last championship race at Oxford on Saturday, and then pass at Lee, which I've tried to make it to Lee three times this year and it hasn't worked out each time so we go into lee and then after that uh another pass race somewhere and wrap up the rest of the year nice and and what is it you're leading you're leading at like every point ever right yeah so we're leading oxford weekly and then the past north and then the past national we have a pretty pretty good lead in the past north and the national and the weekly championship is going to be 
is uh is the tightest one right now just the downfall of winning opening day two years in a row i haven't started better than like 20th for my entire life so that just makes it super tough at some places you know not being able to start you know up front but you know i think it's done done good for me getting through the fields and whatnot and just the points aspect of it makes it super super tough has the triple ever been done Man, I don't think so. I've asked around. I know Trevor Sanborn last year won won races at Beach or uh, two years ago. Well, well, Beach Ridge is still around. Won a race at Beach Ridge, a race at Oxford, and a pass race. So that's been done. But I really, I can't think of anyone that's ever done all three. So, and well, and uh, you're also leading the Kawiki deal, correct? <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, the Quickie Drive Development Program, which has been a life-changing experience. Yeah, talk everything. about that a little bit, because obviously you got selected to be a part of that program, and uh, you know you, you get to uh, ha- you know race in the honor of Alan Kawicki, which is obviously a household name these days. And uh, you know you, you you obviously aren't sucking, so uh, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so they uh, they have a drive development program in honor of Alan Kawicki, and uh, the family has um, has a foundation. And they do a drive development program that's been going on since 2015. And uh, Ty Majeski was the inaugural winner, who's, um, you know, top contender of the NASCAR trucks now. And um, so every year they um, get uh, hundreds of applications and they select 14 semifinalists to be able to uh, go through an interview process. And they pick their seven candidates. And uh, this year was my first year that I applied to be in the program. And uh, got selected to be in it. And uh, really, um, you know, they base you off your on-track statistics, you know, what you're doing on the track, you know, where you're finishing races, how you're racing, you know, doing everything right that way. And then a big aspect of what they, what they like is really being able to, you know, encourage young racers like myself to use their platform to do good. And uh, that's really been the biggest change this year because I had – I had no idea how much, you know, I, I could do, you know, you see all the cup drivers with their foundations and everything and how much they're able to do. And, but really, you know, it was a shock to me what I was able to do, you know, whether it's, just, you know, we've been to a couple of schools this year, the Travis Mills foundation, we've done fundraisers that have just exploded and gone so good. You know, we did a back, a backpack fundraiser and just, Every day it was like, oh, there's a couple more backpacks and there's a pile of school supplies and um, doing one right now for bicycles. I probably got 15 bicycles in the front of the shop. So it's just, it's unbelievable, you know, what we've been able to do and, you know, supporting the Autism Society of Maine. And uh, it's really been the biggest eye opener to me. And I'm so grateful for it is I had just no idea, you know, what I was able to do, you know, even as a, you know, a short track racer, you know, in New England know how big you know it could be that's uh that's certainly a good way to uh to to utilize your resources for sure and uh in just a short amount of time you've had a lot of success and uh you you know you're you're making us proud here from the the sidelines but um you know with that with that driver development program what's what's your what's your end goal here man are you are you trying to uh you know go with the likes of time majeski get up into the trucks and and you know nascar ranks or you happy where you're at you know so a big I think I've, uh, you know, really just going to go, go as far as I can. You know, we've been doing the, you know, we ran the modified and 
in 21 and had success with that and got in the Super last year and was able to win the championship at Oxford and doing what we're doing this year with Pass. And, uh, you know, so thankful to be part of their driver development program. And, you know, one of the biggest, you know, parts of their program is, you know, if you win the program, there's a, a hefty check that comes with winning the program. But the biggest aspect is the, is the connections that you're able to, able to make you know Derek Griffith made connections you know he didn't even win the program when he finished second in the program and was able to make connections at the banquet that led to his first ARCA rides so it's just the people that you're able to meet and the connections and the publicity and getting your name out there and getting recognized is is so such a big part of it so I mean I'm gonna do gonna keep chasing the dream you know while I can I'm still young but uh, getting older as far as you know the racing age goes nowadays when there's you know kids out there doing it so i'm gonna go as go as far as i can you know up the ranks and uh you know eventually just want to do what we can and go as far as i can that way and chase that dream but the end goal is just i just want to work on race cars you know i love i love working on them and setting them up and making them go fast just as much as i love driving them so if things don't don't ever work out that way i'd love to you know just have a uh you know maybe a a team where I have, you know, a driver and, uh, or uh, work for a team, just be a crew chief and work on the cars or, you know, do anything that way. So I think, you know, that's kind of the plan I have in my head right now is just try to be in racing in some way. So <clears throat> Max cooks into Arca is what I just heard. That's what I heard. Yep. See, sounds like we're right. <laughs> uh, so we got a couple Patreon questions. Um, we were supposed to have DJ on, and he big dived us, so um, we got you instead. Uh, so I don't know if uh, I can I can switch a couple of them up so they make sense. Let me. Uh, Eric Tavares asked, "Would you ever want to run a cars tour race anywhere, or is there any other series of late models that interest you?" Yeah, I think uh, I think definitely there's. Uh, I got a couple on the hit list for maybe this winter in November. And uh, so might potentially see us at um, their, a couple of their last races this year. And, uh, you know, would obviously love to get, um, you know, down south, you know, at some point and run run the bigger races like the Derby and all, and all the bigger ones is absolutely, you know, things I have in mind for the, for the following season and, you know, heading down there and running the big money races and, and whatnot. But as far as this year goes, I think um, there might be one or two cars for races. Nice. Uh, Matt Trepanier says uh, you're his pick to win the Oxford 250. No pressure. And uh, probably the last one that could pertain to you. Um, if there's one rule you could change in the super late models, what would it be? As far as in the past four? Yeah. There was one rule I could change. What, um, would, what would it be? Um not being able to do a Polish victory lap. That's a thing. It is a thing. Kate Ray literally did it a week ago. Yep, she works there. Wasn't a pass race. Oh, it's the same fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's really a rule? That's dumb. Yeah, there's just a safe, uh, safety issue that they have with doing it backwards, and it's a real bummer. I was able to, to do one at Hudson last night, and, you know, in honor Allen, it was pretty cool, and I took my time, you know, rolling around Hudson and it was uh it was pretty cool and just just meant a lot you know to be able to to do one you know for Alan and Tom Roberts and uh Thumper and everyone 
at uh, KDDP and uh, means a lot to those guys. So that'd probably be be the one if I could change one rule. You know, being able to do that, people have done them in the past and uh, get little fines and stuff, but just the safety concerned on their end. So that'd be the one thing if I could change, I'd change that. Woody had a question for DJ, but I'm just going to ask it to you instead. Would you trade a ride in one of your cars at White Mountain with Woody for a ride to modify it at Thompson? Uh, a ride at White Mountain for a ride at Thompson. Probably, uh, I don't know about a modified at Thompson. I want to run a modified at Stafford because that just looks like a blast. I'll tell you, but, I've uh, never ran Stafford, but Thompson's probably more fun. But um, for Woody, yeah, I'd do it for Woody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, cool, man. We'll stop bugging you. Thanks for uh, thanks for hopping on with us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on the show, and uh, hopefully I can uh, come see you guys Saturday, or, uh, Sunday night after the 250. We will definitely be there. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, if you if you do happen to go out there and win the 250, are you going to just uh, say, fuck it, and uh, do the Polish victory lap anyways and just pay the fine, or, or is that still probably too steep of a fine for you? To be determined. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. I'd burn the car down, the backup car, the hauler. <laughs> Woody's just modified. Just set the trailer on fire. <laughs> Get in the Tahoe, burn that down. Hit Nana's car. Yeah. But all right, Maxwell, <laughs> thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Absolutely. Thank you guys. Have a good night. Bye. All right. I kind of feel bad. I did not know they wrecked the hall earlier. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah. That was news I to just me. Saw, I just saw like the thing destroyed and I was like, did someone just like hit it in the parking lot of <clears throat> Hudson? I was like, so you have to be driving very fast through a parking lot to do that. The so. only snap I saw was it on a tow truck. I just assumed it broke down because he called, like I said, he called me and Rusty and neither one of us answered um, at the time. And I tried to call him back and he didn't answer. And I'm like, oh, you know, I... Just had a feeling, I was like, oh, his truck must have broke down or something. You know, why else would he be calling me at this time on a Sunday? I knew he was on his way to Hudson, but huh. did not know he wrecked it. Yeah. <laughs> Tough. Yeah. yeah. Po- uh, contrary to popular belief, when you have a big old uh, trailer and uh, truck and everything, they do not stop on a dime. Does not stop. No. Uh, um, we'll rip so, off the rest of the Patreon questions here. What do we got? Brant Young, following my question from last week, what's the best non-NASCAR racing game of all time? And why is it Need for Speed Underground 2? It's not. It's even Destruction. It's, it's not even uh, close. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. I mm. never got into, like, all the games I ever played were, were like, racing or sports. Yeah. I never really had any other games. Oh, the only man. games that the only game that I ever played that wasn't a sports game was Red Dead Redemption. Mm. And Fun game. I have Red Dead Redemption 2 that I still have not played all the way through. So I had... I had Damn near every iteration of Madden from like oh one to I like the uh, the NFL like two K games that were like they were much more like reality based yeah. where you had like an apartment and you like set it up and had like quirky bullshit. Yeah, in it. EA Sports monopolized the football game early and and uh, made it so that they could be the only ones to make games and, and it kind of sucked. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I I feel I, like Madden games suck. They're all this. They've been the same game for the last twenty years. Yeah, they pretty, yeah, they pretty much have been. Yeah, I, I was gonna say like I feel like the last time I legitimately played. I mean, I've owned Madden games. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, I, I definitely I owned a twenty twelve. I know that for a fact. That's probably the second the one I've played the second most. I I think I bought twenty fifteen because Antonio Brown was on the cover. Um, but the last one I think that I really played for uh, an extended period of time was like two thousand five with like Donovan McNabb. Yeah, on the I played cover. that one. Yeah, was, that was the, mine was NFL two K five. Yeah. If we're talking football specifically, but yeah. um, I don't know NHL games. I had, uh, I had, I had NHL 07 was the only one I ever had, 
And that was back when like I had pirate season tickets and they had all the minor league still do like the uh, teams and rosters and all that. So, but to play in the NHL, you couldn't use like an AHL team. So I did a create a team as the Portland pirates and then picked all of the players that were on the actual pirates. Mm. And then had to jack all their ratings up because my team overall was like 40, but (laughs) uh, so I had to to boost all their ratings up a little bit so we could be competitive. Tyler Ennis, Nathan Gerby and friends invitational. They they were, they were fun when, um, before they put like the algorithms together of like, when you made a trade and it's just like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I think instantly I would always have like Alex Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby and like, like all the top names of all time oh, just yeah. on my team. Yeah. I, I, could, I had Trevor Gillies. I, I boosted all of his ratings so much that he went from a fourth line goon in the AHL to like a perennial goal scorer and fighter on the first line. Yeah. <laughs> I used to, I used to always just fleece people for players that I liked or like, liked their names. And I, I actually played that the NHL game so much that I probably played until 2018 and like religiously like bought every single game, played them nonstop, was in like Twitter leagues. Like they would be like the MHL and you do like a, a team draft and like they would just randomize basically all the teams or whatever like one landed on you. You'd, you'd, I think you'd get like two options or something. I was like the Anaheim Ducks like four years in a row and they Love sucked. It. it was fucking brutal. But Ducks are my team. They had cool jerseys. No, uh, I think the so there was one baseball game and I want to say it was like MLB not even the shows like MLB 2005 or something like that. And I loved it because it was the only game to this day that I have ever played that had like when you create a player or whatever, it had my last name in it. Mm. So like it would literally say like Charlie Sanborn coming up. Otherwise it's always like sand dunes, some shit, sunburn, <laughs> player fucking, storm, sandstorm, <laughs> player whatever. one. Yeah. yeah. It's like this guy. Yeah. Or number one. Oh, mine was always just Brad Saunders. Oh, tough. had to be Saunders. It was the <laughs> next closest thing. Yeah. Now, with, the, with the Madden games, you could put whatever name you want, but it wouldn't say it. And it wasn't until Lawrence Timmons was drafted by the Steelers in like oh, 2008 yeah. that I was like, finally, yeah. finally, my yeah. creative player is yeah. going to get his name read. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it, it always has Charlie, but it never has the last name. So it's just always awkward when it's like Charlie is up to bat or whatever it's it was like, ah, yeah don't do that. it was so brutal knowing that like most of my family was the descend like they were french canadian and like not one of them made it to the show so i could have my fucking name in the game tough it's brutal. Tough. i hate tough. when my family members don't go pro in sports <laughs> i know what the fuck i have to work it's honestly day. pretty selfish of them. Yeah. yeah uh woody did ask if dj wanted to swap an act late model ride at white mountain for a modified race um at thompson well if dj didn't big time us uh, we could have asked him so i traded my hand job with bobby's mouth for a modified ride. nice yeah so brad you referenced this earlier in the show i'm sure you'll touch on it here again reagan parent says what grinds his gears this week is having a woman golfer in a foursome nice and waiting <laughs> and waiting at the tee box i feel like reagan just hates everybody well same but no yeah. like the the way that so we, we went to play this place uh cyprian keys in boylston mass it was very very nice course but um booked right full obviously it's a sunday it's a weekend pretty much any nice golf course anywhere ever uh when it's nice out it's gonna be booked full but so we we had you know eight minute tea time intervals well the group in front of us was just not playing at the same pace of play as we were um and we were walking we walked the whole course and there was a group in front of them that was way way ahead and they would just be waiting to hit their ball and then they would shank it into the woods and to make it even worse that they they had a woman that was part of their foursome i think it was like just it might have even been one of the the guy's daughters but like she was just fuck it like not not like 
she wasn't bad, but it was just more of just the timing that it took her. Cause you have, they, like, I, I think I mentioned it last week. They had to tee off at a different tee box. So there was so many times that we were just literally on the tee box and they were on the woman's tees and they were waiting for her to hit. And she'd no, shank no. one in the woods, go grab another ball, hit it again. It's like, if you do that and there's someone waiting, just don't. All I hear go is, hit another one. is women want equality, but yet they get their own tee box that's closer to the hole in golf. They need to eliminate it. Yeah. Get rid of it. Yeah. That would be. The I will not stand for it. <laughs> yeah. No. It, it was. Yeah. They just don't. They just don't get it, man. It'd be a lot easier to hit from where they're hitting from. Also, can't you just like let the people behind you go? And I'd have way less swamp ass in a skirt. Ooh. And just wear a kilt. Let those babies breathe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you could. They could have just let us go, but they the group behind. They would have just stacked Wouldn't you everything chafe up. If you just wore a skirt, nothing else. I don't know. I haven't tried yet. I haven't either. Yeah. I've never really free balled it mm-hmm. mm. definitely done that i feel like there'd be well okay i've never literally like just had my ball bag hanging out underneath like a skirt yeah, you're, you're dancing dangerously close with uh ending up on some sort of list by yeah. free balling in public um mm. mm. uh, a couple <laughs> questions for dj that don't make it michael bache bashi bazzi bosh bazzi Weapon of the Week nominee Richard Stenhouse Jr. for waging war on all the international drivers in the field or the wing element that decided to quit on its uh, quit on its job in that sprint car at Knoxville. 1776, we are the champs. <laughs> Kamui Kobayashi was in the fucking way the entire race. absolutely shipped by Ricky Stenhouse. <laughs> he, he could not have been more in the way. Oh, they hyped that up so hard, and he was god-awful. Oh, my God. I said it on the fucking playbook, right? So Mason is all hot and horny over these guys with names I can't pronounce. So yeah, come, on, come on me. Because yes, come on, come on, Saki. Because yeah. like Steve Van Garden Snake won that one time. Yeah, yeah. and so uh, like going into the show, Mason, like he sends us like this list of notes that he, he has, and he, he typically has some of his picks down below, but he'll have like three or four so you can know what he's picking from. Well, he'd already messaged us about betting on Kamimi, Kamenesaki, and I was like, I'm not fucking... <laughs> Coming I'm not. I'm not here for any of these foreign dudes, and so I was like, uh, literally on the show, I got angry. I was like, I will bet you every single fucking driver with a name that I don't recognize, including SVG, I and I will give you Daniel Suarez, and I will give you Christopher Bell for fifty dollars. And he's just like, ooh. And then like it took him a while, and he's like, did we ever figure out that bet? And I was just like, no. He's like, how about it's just for beers at uh, Oxford in the in the crash pad? And I was just like, perfect. And fucking lo and behold michael mcjesus goes out there and wins yeah so. i knew that i knew that even svg wasn't going to nearly perform the way that he did in that no, street course it's not the i same. think even he knew that yeah well the, uh, just that course layout it's it's much more suited to people who have driven still that had a solid run he was in the top 10 right? yeah he finished 10th, 10th yeah. i think yeah and well, that's, that's still solid what was actually even more impressive to me was that in the trucks he was like fucking holding his own on like and it's obviously an oval track but he's never been in a truck before those guys are aggressive and he was i mean they they were showing him for a while just battling side by side with i think chase purdy and obviously chase is in a kbm truck i mean that's a little bit better equipment than uh what he was in typically that 41 super hit or miss even though ross just saying won a ton with it last year they, they were also ago, saying too that that the 91 car for indianapolis they didn't even know that they were going to do that till like literally like 20 something days ago. Mm-hmm. And Darian Grubb is the crew chief on that, which obviously his pedigree is very well known. He's championships all over the place, but they didn't even know about it. till like super late and NASCAR had just done all of those safety updates. And they're like, he's like, I don't, I don't think that we can even get the car ready. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they unloaded and he was fucking pretty quick anyway. So interesting. <clears throat> do you guys have any other weapons from this week? Just Lindsay. 
Yeah. I don't think I have one. I have one written down uh, from the sports world, not NASCAR related. Uh, Colin Coward saying that Dwayne Haskins uh, is uh, on the list of quarterbacks that can't win a Super Bowl. No shit, he's dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kind of forgot <laughs> that happened. He act- he did a segment on his show of a list of quarterbacks that can't win a Super Bowl in the NFL. Probably 10 or 15 different names on it. And one of them was Dwayne Haskins, who passed away 16 months ago. What an idiot. He's, he's like, not wrong. It, like well, he, right, he, right, he can't win a Super Bowl. Is, that isn't false. <laughs> Technically, he is correct. A thousand percent correct. But dude. even like the fact did he that know, he... Like, did he know what he did? I think a producer said something in his ear and he just didn't even acknowledge it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like at that point, you, if it's up on the graphic, you kind of just got to roll with it. Maybe he didn't notice it beforehand. But like even... I I have Come to on. I have to assume that he knew it just because like he even had to have been during one of the people that reported it even during Dwayne Haskins NFL career like no no shit he wasn't going to win a Super Bowl like he was never even really a starting quarterback for any extended amount of time so like he wouldn't have even he shouldn't have even been on the top 15 list had he not gotten hit by a tractor trailer truck what a truck what a fucking bonehead yeah that's pretty uh, pretty dumb um, that's those, literally, literally your job is to know these things. Those guys just always are. They're just all fucking so clowns. Willful, willfully ignorant. Mm. Ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is piss. One, th- <laughs> <laughs> One well thing said. I've noticed too, like, and I, I, I guess I knew this, but I never really made the connection to it. Like I've had, so I have the TV in the office that I work in. Right. And I just have like sports center going and sports center goes and then after you watch like the eighth round of sports center that's the exact same thing as every other one they get into all the like talk shows and they they can talk about a goddamn paperclip for nine hours somehow and it's just the same thing in different words and i'm like how the fuck do you even do that well one stat i know that uh, i think like it was aaron a- rogers going to the jets yeah. was a fucking oh, yeah. week-long sentence well well yeah and i feel like the answer the internet when we back when we used to do those maybe we should fucking rip some of those down for the uh, patreon show but um the, the one of them was just like what would you like to see your stats in or something like that and it was like i would love to see where i ranked among uh, people my age in minutes watched espn because i just refuse like especially like a sports center okay like that shit that's happening but yeah like like you mentioned i mean every time when i was a kid i would turn on the tv it was always like is lebron james the goat and it's like shut the fuck up like no one cares yeah like, it's just the same shit over and over and over and over and over again i don't understand how people actually watch it and it, it's it there's like six different variations of the same conversation throughout the day on the same yeah. channel it's like what are what are we doing? That's probably why ESPN fired a bunch of people and then hired Pat McAfee because he is always original and fucking like just. I can't wait to see how that goes on ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> that, that shouldn't be a network TV show, I don't think. But uh, hey, he's a sellout. Stooge. Uh, the last Patreon question we got is from Tyler P. Most egregious rental go kart moments. Um, basically, anytime we go to Foxwoods. When I killed Matt Swanson. Yeah. yeah. Is that what's that place called? Monza, Monza. Forza. Yeah, Forza, Foreskin. Um, the <laughs> there was some lady at MIK that almost went through the windows into the lobby. <laughs> we had in the in the six months that I worked at Victory Lane, I think we had at least three or four people get upside down. Oh yeah, in those uh, things. Oh my yeah. god, how do you even do that? <laughs> I don't know. That's uh, so impressive. You would hit the jagged edge of the wall where the jersey barriers would stick out, and the go kart would just stop and flip immediately. <laughs> I love the people that would come and be like, "Which one's the gas?" And I'm like, "Do you have a driver's license?" Yeah, same. 
Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. It could not be more the same. That it's on the such right. such a rad job as a 15-year-old oh, work at that go-kart God. track. They just let Charlie and this kid Will and me just, they go kids, mm. run the fucking asylum. Yeah, they didn't even need to pay us and... They wow. didn't know that. Some, yeah. Sometimes they did. Sometimes they did. Yeah. That's why. The, that's why they went out of business. But <laughs> yeah, no. The it was the type of place where they they did rumble. They were called rumble races, and the winner got a hundred dollars that they very much did not have to pay them. So they would ask Bobby or myself, "Hey, can you please go win that race so I don't have to pay them a hundred dollars?" The best one was I. I remember this so clearly. They they usually had. 13 to 15 depending on the chaos adult go-karts and there was a number they were kind of nascar themed like yeah. colors number wide there was a gray and blue 48 and this thing was so bent that the thing would rock on the left rear or the right front like two inches one of them would be off the floor i'm like dude this go-kart needs to be like fixed it needs to be retired <laughs> but it was slam packed and then and they didn't want to take it off the line because you're losing the rumble races but back then i think we're like 30 bucks so it got to the point where this go-kart was so bad that people were refusing to race and wanting their money back. So Rick comes over the radio and says, Bobby, jump out, jump in the 48 in the next race and win so that people think it's a good go-kart. I'm like, okay, fuck yeah, I don't care. Go out there, just fucking wax everybody in it. Like, had to work for it because the go-kart was bent. Uh, <laughs> in half. And yeah. the very next race, two dudes almost got in a physical altercation <laughs> over who wanted that go-kart. And I'm like, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> No, I think that uh, it's been documented, but I know obviously we have a ton of new listeners, but the the one gaggle 100 that we had at Monza was just like the outlap was electric. oh my god yeah so first uh, first off we we say that uh you know as you pull out at monza it's very very narrow so you we're going single file obviously well we had all talked we're like hey let's just cross them up and like the, the workers didn't need to know that so no. they're like having us go and we we start to try to get crossed up and then people just start like rifling it into the corner so we're, we're just going at this point and there is so much like you're trying to set a fast lap, right? Because at some point you're going to get separated from someone else. So at this point I'm working on trying to set a fast lap, but the yellow keeps coming out and I'm like, what, like who the fuck? And then I'd turn, I'd Trent Goodrow's like sideways in one of the corners. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, Rusty yeah. and I spinning each other out lap after lap. Yeah. We're going, so we're going around. Well, actually the, so the outlap that I think Charlie's talking about was we're coming down the hill basically from where you enter onto the racetrack <laughs> and like the first cart me bounces off me. the wall. That was yeah. the first one I missed yeah. the corner. <laughs> <Smoked> <laughs> <laughs> misses the corner, bounces off the wall, keeps going, but like everyone's like hitting it, but like tapping it just lightly. And fucking Jeff Boisley <laughs> comes off of the corner and just doesn't even think about turning and hits that thing so fucking hard. <laughs> Two There's wheels, just this loud like bounces oh off my the fucking wall, and like they're they're like in a pack, so people are like skirting out of the way trying to like not hit him and shit. So like we keep going on or whatever, but that that is literally lap one at speed. Not even yeah, it was coming out and of so the all the workers are just like what the. fuck? is going on so you, you knew always if a bunch of dudes showed up with their own helmets it was gonna be an absolute yeah, fucking their own air. nice helmets yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so so we're we're going around buzzing whatever and uh i'm racing with trent goodrow well like i'm used to racing with charlie like charlie and i can put on a fucking like spectacular race just swapping the lead like maybe a little tap here and there like very similar lap times so i'm trying to race trent like halfway clean i like peek my nose in he like chops me into the wall i'm like okay like get back to him like try to push my of the way like he's faster than me but like i could gain on him like a couple corners well i got to his outside at one point 
And I think I like doored him past him. And I was like, oh, like hopefully I can just kind of like run away from him. Well, he got down there at Monza for the people that don't know. Basically, you come around this hairpin and there's this like left-hander, but it's like barely a left-hander. And then there's this hard downhill right-hander where you're going full speed pretty much through the left and the right downhill. And then you shoot back up this like uh, this little whatever fucking basically like the the levels of a parking garage. It kind of you just kind of go back up and take a left, whatever. But so Trent's coming down that that hard right-hander and he peeks his nose underneath me while he doors the fuck out of me into the wall like hard so it's like i was wearing a gopro like my head fucking <laughs> shoots that. to the left and the right and i'm like oh my god so i like fix my helmet keep going straight i'm like i don't need to fuck with trent anymore so like he's already too far gone i can't fuck with trent anymore then there's like three or four of us that are all like racing together in a group. Well, we're all coming up to lap Josh Merrill. And Josh is like the one person that was in our group that doesn't race. He's a chef. So, so yeah, he's a chef. So <laughs> so he's racing out there like a chef. And so <laughs> we're, he we're, races about as well as we cook gourmet food. Oh, exactly. So yeah. we're, we're coming around to lap him. Well, we're going through basically the same exact corner. I just told you Trent stuffed me in the fence. So I'm already like my bell's already rung. Josh does the same fucking thing to me. I'm like that was not a good idea on Josh's part because <laughs> I know for a fucking fact, I'm going to see him again. So we're going, I wanted to make sure that the exact same fucking spot that he put me, I put him. So we're just coming full speed around this little left-hander. And instead of taking a right, I just lock onto his bumper and just shoot him straight head on into the wall to the point where like, his neck goes flying forward, and if you slow it down, his cart comes up in the air, and I kind of like go underneath him a little bit to keep going. Immediate yellow flag, carts power down. I'm just like, oh shit! Yeah. And I was like, that was such a hard hit that like Josh legitimately might not be okay. So we're just buzzing around under yellow, and we're under yellow for such a long time that I'm like, oh my god! Like, do you hear sirens? Like, <laughs> this, is, this is not good. They don't and even then, have a red flag in rental go karts, but they're going to put one out. Yeah, and so we we end up going down and parking it. Like they they park us all in the pit. And they like power us all down and they're just like, I thought you guys were racers. What you guys are doing out there is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Like they're just belittling us. And they're like, I don't want to see any of you guys get close to another cart. Let's go. They fire them back up. Send them, send us down the ramp. Right. So, but they're, they're putting their foot in front of you so that there's a gap between the cart that just went and you going. Well, the guy like gets off talking to a coworker and he like lifts his foot, lets another car go. And then I just start slowly rolling and he goes, ah, 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 the fuck do you think you're doing? He's just like, stop, like stop right there. And like holds me on. I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? The guy's like on the racetrack already and you weren't holding me back. So I go out there and I'm fucking motherfucking this guy behind my helmet, just ripping. We come up, go one lap. We're all in a group again. (laughs) (laughs) We're all just like literally pack racing. And I'm like, this isn't going to end well. Well, I come around this, this corner, basically. So the corner that Bob and everyone just piled into the fence and missed, I come into the corner and I just see Matt Swanson get (laughs) shit whipped. Like, like there was oil on the racetrack with the fucking battery powered go-karts and just flips around. And I just see him back the thing into the wall so hard that like the front end comes lifting up off the ground. I'm like, Oh, that was me. I I did that. I skirt back through. And at the end, Matt is just like visibly shaken up and he's just like concussed. The fuck was that for? (laughs) And uh, it was just absolute chaos in, in the purest fashion at uh, Monza. Well, it, so that you talked about when they brought us all in and they like shut us down. Well, when they came back out, mine was still in like limp mode the whole time. I'm out there trying to fucking pedal this thing at a whopping 18 miles an hour and Swanee punted me out of the way. 
And the only part where my cart like got back up to speed was going back down that hill to go back onto the front stretch. I was like, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> not going to happen. And I thought I killed him. Yeah. I really yeah. thought I fucking no, there killed was, him. Yeah. There, there might, may have been uh, helmets that were cracked. And, uh, oh, no, they were. Was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they absolutely were. Yeah. yeah, it was egregious, but it's uh, it's always funny to get the gaggle over to the gaggle 100% presented by Advil. Yeah. yeah. We may have to do another one of those uh, in the fall or, or winter. Yeah. yeah winter maybe, maybe you can check out the hot tub at the local hotel. Probably not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a one in a bajillion fucking yeah. chick. Like, yeah. what the? F- that only happens. How to many us. times do you think Reagan rubbed one out to that chick? still does to this yeah, day probably, probably i would assume yeah. yeah um so what do we got going on this weekend uh we got barlet on friday again so it's probably gonna rain does not look great so it better not fucking <laughs> rain story of 2023 <laughs> yeah better not fucking rain other than that i don't think this uh i'm not doing any racing this weekend we'll pretty much uh i think oxford's off in general it's the calm before the storm boys yeah this is like mm. the last free weekend until uh big show season starts mm. yeah mm. Gonna, yeah. uh, I'm going to go on a boat Saturday night, I think. I think we're going to get the old camper over to Seacoast RV, get them open it up for us. and uh, Proud sponsor of car number 13 out of Wyndham, Bobby Timmons. Yep. And uh, Brad's hat. Yeah, also yeah. on my hat currently. Yeah, yeah we're going to bring it all the, down the, uh, the bus down to Seacoast and have them open it back up for us so that we can uh, hopefully park it in the uh, parking lot, literally the parking lot of uh, the parking lot uh, for 250 weekend. I got Thursday, Friday, Monday off and uh, looking forward to it. I think that's going to be a good time, but still got some uh, work to do on the car and uh, get ready for 250 prep. Yeah, I uh, I will be doing race carring. Uh, I'm going to be going to obviously Bartlett on Friday, like uh, you guys just mentioned, and then uh, it is finally time for the postponed <laughs> the, spring, the, green the spring green 123 at the uh, end of August. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> at uh, at Seekonk Motor Raceplex. So I uh, did look. The weather looks great. So, so hopefully you everyone comes in on, on the out. Ticket option. And, it sounds like. Well, yeah, I. I not to say that I'm Richard, but I'm pretty fucking petty. And I've had the tickets posted, to, like uh, pinned to my bulletin board ever since I paid for them. Um, and I wasn't going to let a hundred and whatever dollars go down the wayside. So got four old tickets sitting up there. Uh, they've been, just been barking, waiting to come down. And uh, we're going to make our way down to Seekonk and uh, obviously go to the Dublin. Oh, my God. Yeah, I actually booked the hotel today. So uh, staying right at the Clarion. So i uh, going to do a little couple, two tree drinks of booze and, and uh, walk upstairs. Nice. So park park the vehicle, maybe give the keys to the front desk, even though that's probably not part of their job, and just uh, walk down to the Dublin and <laughs> give it to them like a valet and park it right out front. <laughs> just park it on just the sidewalk. Where were we? That we were try, try to drive through. I want to say at Hickory at one point. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know when it was, but uh, at one point we were out drinking with the uh, with the Griffith crew, and Dolly had the rental van. Well, someone had brought the rental van back and like dropped them all off, and then just left the rental van literally like underneath the canopy, right in front of the sliding <laughs> glass doors. And I, I was out with them, like I saw like the the parking of it, but I was like, oh. There's surely they're not going to leave it there overnight. And then like the next morning I get a snap and was just like, whoops <laughs> from like Dolly or someone was just like, yeah, I guess uh, no one came back to grab that rental van. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that was, uh, that's funny. That's, that's, uh, that's probably, that's how I'm trying to get, I'm going to try to talk cursive uh, uh, Saturday night, but yeah, act actor. I think they got the pro stonks. They got a whole bunch of stuff. So I'm going to go down there and cheer on Bobby Pallon, Dylan Estrella and the boys and uh, Tanner Woodard, Derek Bukaki, goob. <laughs> maybe maybe dj ryan coon i think probably. we're yeah he'll, yeah he'll be there i assume 
Yep. So. All the boys. Yep. Yeah. Sounds Jimmy like Jimmy Renfrew. There's going to be a whole bunch of people down there. For a second, I thought you just said Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> no, I don't Same think guy. He, he won't be Same down there. Guy, yeah. No. Got a blast. Fuck. Well, if you're not a Patreon subscriber, um, you don't get to hear our next hour. Yeah. Um, so you should be one for four sixty nine. Nice. A month. Uh, become a, a, a pal of the program. Um, Quit being a cunt. Yeah. We're going to do a Patreon show here. We'll probably play some music. We got... Uh, I, I had uh, everybody tell us the songs that you know are ass, but you love anyway. So we got that. We'll probably do a Mad Lib. and uh, Yeah, so if you want to listen to that and you're not a subscriber, do uh, do that. And uh, Brad, it sounds like you got something over yeah, there. Yeah, come over and uh, subscribe on Patreon. You can listen to that episode as well as we do some uh, giveaways. And we do have an Oxford 250 race pool that we're going to be doing. So it's open to all Patreon pals. Um, anyone that is actively subscribed as of when I decide to pull names, uh, so probably Wednesday night, We'll, uh, we'll be entered. They'll, you'll get a name. Just put them in the hat. We're going to go uh, with the entry list. It's currently 68, uh, 68 drivers. Actually, technically 67 because one's TBA. We uh, don't know who that is, so we will just not do that one for now. Um, and uh, so 67 people that are subscribed on Patreon will get a driver for the 250. And uh, the top... So the top five will get rewarded with some sort of prize, whether it be uh, uh, first, we'll obviously get uh, a good little bunch of shit, um, but uh, all the way down to probably a T-shirt or, or something uh, for fifth. But uh, yeah, the top five will uh, get rewarded. So anyone that's over on Patreon, if you're not there already and you've been waiting, uh, you're going to get a show tonight and uh, a race pool on Patreon for the Oxford 250. And uh, I'll be doing that drawing, I think, on Wednesday. So yeah. Hell yeah. More of a reason to go subscribe patreon.com slash black flagged podcast thank you to btx global logistics thank you to max cookson and uh we will see you next tuesday race car race car here we go race car